0: Really warm, maybe I could like leave one of the
1: windows cracked open. No, it's not happening. Yeah. Just in case, I put my window all the way down. To see if I get any air in whatsoever. No air came in, but five flies did. <laughs> and not even little flies. I'm talking like pterodactyls. Actual pterodactyls around, like, came into your flat. I just looked at it and went, you could put a saddle on that bastard. It's so big. <laughs> and the worst bit about flies is when you get the really lazy ones, like raisins with wings. It's what? like raisins with wings and you see that
0: mm. I've uh, never the way I... specified whether my flies are lazy or not to be honest
1: you know what not I mean like lazily buzzing around not yeah. even like going like, buzz, but like really slowly so it's no. more annoying
0: see the ones that get me are when I'm sitting there like trying to concentrate on a game they just keep flying right in front of my eyes just to like distract me and then fuck the off what... for a
1: bit the one that I hate is um, I got it this morning and I was, like, trying to sort out my life, as I often do. Hmm. And it was just buzzing around really lazily, and I was, like, the window is open. And it kept flying into, like, the, the pane of glass. Oh, yeah. And I've, always, and I've always pictured it as, like, a Final Fantasy super boss, where it's doing, <laughs> it's doing, like, what in the fly's head, it just sees a life bar above the window, and it sees, like, one damage. <laughs> it's like, one damage, one damage, one damage. So you're not going to win. Just leave. Just run away. Go out the window.
0: It's, like, they're the bashing their face against the window. And if they go one inch upwards
1: just get over the little barrier yeah. and just fire so Do you in. remember, what was it moth memes when they were a thing? And it's uh, like the picture of a moth and it's just a moth there saying, oh, it seems like a lovely day to smash my head against a burning hot piece of glass for six hours. <laughs> it's like fucking moths, man, they're idiots. Anyway, oh, welcome okay. to episode 24? 25. 25, yeah, we were a quarter of the way to 100, look at that. We are. Twenty-five. It's almost as old. The podcast is almost as old as I am. Not quite, Carl. Not, not, not quite. Not quite. I always have that like three-year. I always have that, like twenty-eight-year edge on it. But yeah, it's going really well. And I'm here as always, joined by my friend Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Guten Morgen. And the audio should be a bit better this week. So need to apologise <laughs> that once again because genuinely I did not realise because the webcam was picking up the audio, so it should be okay. I'm. It sure was you just to like. Lucas.
0: The, the sound that you made when you realised at the end of this, like, two and a half hour conversation that we yeah, had.
1: Yeah, and I'm, you just hear me go, Oh,
0: fuck oh no. Sake. And I was like, what? Carl, what have you done?
1: Yeah. Oh, God. This was, this was after we finished the recording, wasn't it? Yeah. And we were just having, like, the usual post-chat chat for some reason or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Spent two and a half hours talking, let's have a quick chat about it.
0: We have, like, a pre-chat. Get into a podcast, chat for two hours, and then have a
1: post podcast yeah. chat. We, we couldn't because we couldn't figure it out, could we? the old Breath of the Wild playthrough went up as well. Mm. And that was also recorded via the webcam, because the same issue happened.
0: Yeah, because where... I I was like, oh, like, oh I thought the voice like the um the tuning of my mic might have just been a little bit off or something. And um So you like, remembered you oh. recorded it at the office. Well, no, it was more like, why is this picking up the sound from the TV? It because was in it's a le- box of soundproofing to stop any
1: sound from the TV getting
0: in. How am I hearing yeah, like I was, an echo? Yeah.
1: And that'll be why all the Smash Bros ones that we'd recorded that first week were also really quiet. Mm. It's because the webcam, if people like to describe the setup of the office as a TV, and there's a webcam on top of it in case we stream or anything like that. Mm. So the webcam is sat on top of the thing where all the noise is coming from. Yeah. So There's no fucking wonder it's picking up the TV audio. And exactly. I can do nothing but profusely apologise for the dip in sound quality. And, so
0: hopefully, uh, everything that we
1: record... I have doubled up as well, no. just to make sure, the layering on the sound cube. Oh, yeah. The sound cube is now a sound double cube. Cube two, <laughs> hypercube. Fucking ready for it. Oh, shit, I realise. Oh, no, the settings are wrong. Wait one sec. The setting sets to multi... Wait a minute. There we go. I'm, I might be close to the mic for that a bit. I apologise for that. But I had to slick, flick a switch on the back because I realised that I've got it set to uh, omnidirectional instead of bidirectional. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's wearing its three. My mic was wearing its three D maneuver gear. So like, now let's take that off. You're going one way. <laughs> it's the way. It's the way that I am facing. So this right? might all sound like
0: like minor things to anybody that's not you know used to recording
1: any audio, but it all adds up. Yeah. It it's, we're does. at the point now. It's I, I describe it like guitars, where the quality of the setup we have in the office now, in regards to filming and audio mm. for videos, the only changes we could make would be incremental and would be barely noticeable to the average person. Of course, but the quality yeah. of this audio, I could go and get a. I think the microphone I've got and the microphone you've got, because I bought two mm. to make sure that you always had decent sound. And so it'd sound the same. It's like £100? Uh, Roughly, yeah. Yeah, and I could go out and I could buy the £400 professional grade one that people sing into, Mm -hmm. that you see everyone who sings on YouTube into. And I could could basically soundproof the shit out of this room. Oh, yeah, totally. For the sake of a podcast or for recording videos or gameplay playthroughs, the increase in quality would be barely noticeable. I say this knowing full well the last few videos on my channel have all got the webcam audio. <laughs> so I apologise for that. That's the thing I realize, is, well, we're sitting there going, oh,
0: it will be barely noticeable, but then the... That's the thing is, we're at the point where improving it would be barely noticeable, but like when we've had the dip in quality, it is genuinely very noticeable, and we do apologise. Yeah.
1: yeah, and that's what it is, but it's uh, there's not really much to It's like the camera we've got, It's like a very expensive camera. Like, thanks for that. Everyone who watches my videos, I never use it. It literally sits in one corner of my room. Yeah. It just yeah. sits there pointing directly. It's always focused in. And there will be a video going up, presumably, in like three weeks where I recorded it. And it was the first time I recorded a video without Brad Ornisha there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I brought in a friend of mine to be into a video. As oh, I okay. I mentioned it in a video or maybe in the podcast. We're bringing more people in. Yeah, so yeah. So you'll be recording some videos with me as well. Oh, and well. we focused it, but we didn't focus it quite right. Oh no. So it'll be a little bit blurry. And again, that will be noticeable mm-hmm. because it's a dipping quality. But if we bought a better camera or a better lens. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, that's the thing is it's all well and good getting better equipment, but you're not filming like fucking Avengers Endgame in the office.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think technically the camera we have can film in 4K. Yes. And I thought, but why the fuck would you want a fact video in 4K? Most people are watching it in the background anyway. I was gonna, gonna say, matter.
0: all any like, all the majority of viewers watching
1: or just it's, listening. Yeah, although we're watching it in 720p anyway, because everyone watches it in that. Because everyone's got shit into that. Yeah. it's really it's annoying for me as well because the actual computer I edit on, and I've got all the videos lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, every raw video, if people are curious about this. So, like, thirty minutes of footage for a twenty-minute video, fifteen-minute video takes up fifty gigs. Oh yeah. And we have like 20 or 30 on the computer waiting. So I went to record something the other day and went, oh shit, I can't record the podcast. There is like a gig left. <laughs> so I had to go back and delete all the old raw footage. Can you um, up.
0: imagine as well though, like how ridiculous the file size will be in
1: 4K? Yeah, it's even worse. I record, We recorded like um, two minutes in 4K mm, and you can barely notice the difference.
0: You can barely notice the difference and it's four times the quality jump. Yeah, so uh, you're also, yeah, every video is four times the fucking
1: video size. We have a, uh, it's called the Big Wangers archive, actually. I think the actual name of the hard drive, when you plug it in, says Big Wang Connected, which I find quite (laughs) funny. And that has every single raw video on it. it, is edited, but not not the raw footage, but the raw edits Um, since we started doing that. So about 200. And then it's got every piece, every scrap of um, content we've created that's never gone anywhere. Like videos with sound fucked up, all the Photoshop's, all, oh, okay, all yeah. the um, assets. So the pictures we've taken for the logo, um, all the T-shirt designs, all that—that that takes like I think one terabyte.
0: All right, so, fair
1: enough. And I, I like holding it and going, my entire career is on this. <laughs> and I, if what about if I just drop this in the toilet?
0: Yeah, that's that's the really that like, horrible thing. Cause,
1: but oh, I've got, I um... my entire career is on this thing. So the idea is if the channel ever gets, like, killed, mm. say copyright struck into oblivion, we could re-upload every video without anything in the background, no music, no sound, or no clips, just me in front of the green screen. Yeah, yeah, And of re-upload that, which is what we're planning to do. But it's just weird to think I hold this hard drive in my hand and go, my entire career is on this, and it's something I can hold in the palm it's of It's
0: very weird just to think, like, we're so reliant on just little things like a hard drive. Because obviously we travel to each other's, because you know we're between different cities, yeah. And it's like move, we move record Do it. hours of content, and it's like, oh, if I like drop my hard drive on the way home, that's like a couple of days worth of recording just gone.
1: Well, think about just that. All the sound quality stuff. Yeah, have got like three three episodes of Breath of the Wild going up. Like you can't re-record because it's a, it's my first reaction to the game. You exactly, you can't yeah. fake a first reaction. Like, um, contrary to what, like, many people would have you believe. Like, you know, all, those, all those documentaries on um, those internet sites that people go on at like, three in the morning. And um, that's a porn joke, by the way. It was going somewhere, but it's very early in the morning, as I'm sure it we'll get into. It is pretty early, yeah. Yeah, and uh, where was I going with this? Oh, oh yeah, with like, the Breath hard of hard the Wild. Yeah. yeah, you can't fake a first reaction. And in regards to fact often videos, mm-hmm. we oft, like, a question I often get asked is, is there any videos you've fucked up? And it's yes. And um, the one that springs to mind is a one about Christopher Lee, which we recorded. I think in the first month we were making videos. Oh really? And I still haven't gone back to redo that video. Mm-hmm. I still remember the jokes we made. See, the and thing it is, it would like, annoy me that it's not a genuine improvised reaction. My to question is, said.
0: with um, you bringing in like obviously new voices to the channel. Yes. So say you fucked up a video about Christopher Lee. Yeah, and you do remember somebody jokes? Else. Could you? Yeah, I was going to say you could technically do it with someone else, even though if you remember some of the jokes. You could. They won't. Like exactly, they won't know what you're talking about, and they won't remember any of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, so so in like theory, you could it do easier. it that way, but you would still be inclined to make similar jokes to what you did if yeah. you remember. And I
1: think the one piece of criticism that always stings a little bit is people saying that the videos we do, like the reactions or my laughter, mm. is fake. And that really gets to me. So It's not. It's I'm genuinely having a good time making these videos. That's why I'm making them. Yeah, exactly. people went, Oh, that fake laugh he does is really off-putting. It's not a fake laugh. I'm there with a friend having yeah. a conversation, and they told me a joke that made me laugh.
0: And it's, it might just be something to do with like the way that it's edited or whatever, and people think, oh, yeah. they've just clearly cut a laugh in there. But it seems really weird that people would think that when you've gone on record saying things like, oh... We're not re-recording this video that got fucked up because my reactions wouldn't be genuine.
1: Yeah, and I, I hate that. There's nothing more annoying than um, uh, like those fake reactions. I describe it like the traditional YouTuber voice. Like, you know, the, hey, guys, and we're mm-hmm. like, we're going to do a trailer reaction video today. And they're like, oh, oh that sort of thing. Yeah. I compare it to children's TV presenters. <laughs> Because Joe Children's TV presenters, where they talk to the audience like you're a fucking idiot because you're six. Of course, yeah. That's what I say the YouTuber voice is. And that's Mm -hmm. why, and when I said that, I think I pointed out to a friend of mine who, what I forget the name of the YouTuber, I don't want to like put anyone on blast. But I said, doesn't it remind you of a kid's TV presenter in that they're talking to you like you don't understand Mm -hmm. and that they think you're stupid? And they couldn't watch the videos anymore <laughs> because the way they do it is so overly, it's like faux friendliness, like you would with a children's TV presenter. Like, hi there, guys. And today we're going to the night garden.
0: Yeah. And we're going to go
1: on a wonderful adventure with Tigger and Pooh. I that do sort love those where
0: adventures, where though, Carl.
1: They, they do. But do you know that sort of thing where you can, you can tell that the person is putting it on for the sake of the audience? Mm-hmm. And when I said that to this friend, they went, I can't watch these videos anymore. Yeah, because now you've said it, all I can imagine is them presenting a TV channel. <laughs> like they're presenting for kids. The thing is, all, like, they think their audience is stupid.
0: I um, I do try to change my voice when I'm doing shorter YouTube videos. Obviously, uh, like podcasts and that space, I try to keep it a bit more natural because it's really hard to put on a fucking voice for like two three about. hours straight. But I try to um, change my voice a bit. But more, that's just a personal thing of I don't really like my voice so I try to like adjust it if I can but
1: the thing that's coming up though is um, one of the videos coming up is uh, a friend of ours Mm. who's very 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 Yorkshire oh yeah and finally the fans who've been asking for years like Carl speak with your natural accent because I can't do it unless I'm speaking with somebody else who (laughs) has a Yorkshire accent and I just get more Yorkshire as I go along yeah even saying the word Yorkshire makes me go Yorkshire it's great and we have a conversation In Yorkshireese, and we talk about Yorkshire slang. I think there is going to be a completely incomprehensible like (laughs) thirty second segment of that video, which will tell people this is why I not not put on, but just speak with a different register. I slow down the way I speak, like I do on these podcasts, where I try and overly pronounce my (laughs)
0: words. I think what you're talking about though is um, more like getting annoyed with people changing their personality. Yeah, that's YouTube. the one.
1: The voice is one thing because obviously everyone puts a different voice. And like when you're mm-hmm. at work, I'm guessing you speak a lot more Liverpudlian because you're surrounded by scousers. Exactly. Yeah,
0: I go and I love into when I see scouse you talking.
1: Mode. Yeah, I love when you start talking scouse and you don't <laughs> notice it, and I do, and I point it out, and you go, "Oh damn it!"
0: Yeah, but it's really funny because um, I not long ago came round to visit you, and you yeah. had a friend, like one of your friends from school, I believe who's very Yorkshire with you. Oh, yeah. And you'd been, so like, drinking
1: all day. And Carl just went full Yorkshire mode. <laughs> it's great. I've still... There's a story my friend, um, uh, Ryan, tells a lot. He says, it's the most Yorkshire I've ever seen you go. Because he has to look at my phone. Oh, okay. i has got a new phone. And he dropped it in his eating mess. And I went oh, no. so Yorkshire and so broad, so fast, that he <laughs> actually got scared. Because I went, what are you fucking doing, you idiot? And he went... I'd never heard a voice like that come out of you. I'd never seen you angry. I went, Will you drop my fucking phone and eat and mess your bell end? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh to calm down, I went away from the York show and I went too broad too fast, scared <laughs> him. So like he's from Sheffield as well. But he'd never heard somebody go that broad that fast, that angrily. I really uh, want
0: like a fast and furious spin off now. It's like too broad, too fast.
1: Too fast, too broad. Well, too fast, too broad. Yeah. You always get a London accents, so it's Ray Winston, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Ray Winston's what you are. Uh, Jason Statham is what mm. you get. If you want a broad British accent in a video, the closest you're going to get is Cockney. So you're going to get like Jason Statham. So, All right. You're
0: going to make a Guy, Guy Ritchie like. movie.
1: Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. It's very rare you ever see Yorkshire being represented unless it's Sean Bean. It I mean, even
0: through. then, Sean Bean's majority of his characters are not Yorkshire.
1: They're not, but he has the accent.
0: Oh, it's like Game you of be- Thrones. That's what's yeah, beautiful he, in Game of Thrones. Like right. He
1: refuses to change it.
0: Um because uh, it's just a cavalcade of different British accents in that show. And they just yeah. are unabashed about it.
1: One that I found out is um, Peter Dinklage. And mm. uh, oh, what's the guy? Is it Niccolo costa The guy who plays uh, Jamie Lannister.
0: I know his name's Nikolai. I don't, don't remember his last
1: name. He's it's, it's, it's a very common... I think he's Danish. Yes, yes. English is his second or third language. Mm. So he speaks English with a very distinct twang to it. That's not... Something a native English speaker would ever have. It's yeah, very clearly He speaks English. He learned he speaks it very well, perfectly fluent, but there's just this twang that's not quite English. Mm-hmm. And what Peter Dinklage and um who's the guy who plays his dad, like Tywin Lannister. Charles Dance. Charles Dance, and All yeah. the other people. What they did is they copied his accent. Oh, okay. And what they did is they wrote it in they said, like story wise, what it is is because they're so rich and so posh, they have their own way of speaking. Oh, uh, right, yeah. And they say it's the Lannister accent because they're educated in a very specific way. So they copied his accent, and that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Which that's I think cool. is really cool. They no, they brought it into the story, so they realize that as talented as an actor as Nikolai Costa-Waldo is, like, you just can't get it just right. You just can't nail the English just perfectly. So it's said, very oh, it's hard to
0: nail an actor. And, you know, I'm sure most listeners have watched... Plenty of movies where actors have tried and failed to replicate an accent.
1: Yeah, uh, we talked about it in a video recently. I'm not sure if it's gone up yet, but it's uh, Forrest Gump is a really famous example of this. Where Tom Hanks, when he was going there, they cast the kid to play Forrest Gump mm. and they brought Tom Hanks over and said, uh, We need your help, Tom. Said, well, what's up? Because this kid, he, what's wrong with this kid? His, his, voice, his <laughs> voice. And he spoke, the Forrest Gump kid speaks with that accent. Oh, really? It's like running, uh, the yeah, really, yeah. really deep southern drawl. And they said, well, he's the kid we want to get to play you, but his accent, what do you want him to talk like? And Tom Hanks said, well, I'm the actor. <laughs> Why don't I just talk like the kid? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they were going to get this, this little kid to speak with a different accent, than get the guy they pay millions of pounds <laughs> to act and pretend to be another person, I think says a lot about how bad some actors are with accents. Oh, God, yeah. It's uh, my favorite. Actually, it's one that's going up, I believe, tomorrow. It's um it's Meryl Streep because the way she's been commended for her accents, and uh, mm, the one that yeah. is it is Selfish Choice, where she is playing a Polish woman who speaks German and English. So she had to learn how to speak German and English with a Polish accent. Oh my god! So she has to ridiculous. learn. So, so she speaks when she's speaking German. She's speaking German with a Polish accent. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't speak Polish, so she had to learn Polish. Learn how to speak like a native person would, then learn to speak English as a native, as a Polish person would learning English, and then mm-hmm. speak, learn to speak German like a person who's Polish who know now knows German as their third language. Oh my god! And you compare that to Tom Cruise in Valkyrie, which <laughs> is supposed to be he's playing a Nazi commander, yeah, and he speaks with a perfect American accent. And the the example I use is. It's like Brad Pitt in um, Inglorious Bastards.
0: See, I was just thinking of Inglorious
1: Bastards, yeah. yeah. Where he's, he's speaking, Arriva Dirty with a yeah. fucking American accent. It's that bad. I um... And it just shows, because Tom Cruise can't do accents. He's not a good actor. No. He's, a, he's, just, he's just a generically handsome man. He's a good action star. Yeah, he, but he's not an actor because he can't put accents on. Do you'd think it'd be the, the staple, wouldn't it? They even make jokes about it in Friends. Mm. That Joey's such a shit actor because he can't do accents. And yeah. He yeah. Heard, well, Tom Cruise, box office dynamite, one of the most famous like, celebrities actors in the world, can't do a fucking accent. <laughs> and there's an interview with the director of Valkyrie, and they asked him straight up why is nobody speaking with a German accent. And his quote what and his response was, It will be distracting. Oh god. And he tried he tried to word it as, it'd be like frame it as, it'd be distracting if everyone spoke with a German it'd be an anachronistic or whatever that word is. I always forget how to pronounce that one. Anachronistic. Anachronistic. If they were speaking with a German accent, because they'd be speaking German, and that was his excuse for why Tom Cruise speaks with oh. an American accent. But they have other actors in that movie who speak with German accents, <laughs> because like the guy playing Adolf Hitler speaks with the German accent. Yeah, of and course. what that says to me is Tom Cruise couldn't do. It'd be distracting if Tom Cruise tried to do one.
0: I mean, if Tom Cruise did anything like he did in um, the Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible films, he would have just like. Bought the production
1: company and made himself the producer. Oh, man. There's so much fun stories about the kind of stuff Tom Cruise does. The Dark Universe is the best one. Have we we talked about The Mummy before?
0: Uh, I don't think we have on this.
1: Tom Cruise, um, when he got brought on, he said, I will do The Mummy for less than my usual massive exorbitant fee Mm. in return for I get complete creative control over the movie. (laughs) And he brought in his own personal team of scriptwriters. He went through the script and changed the focus of the mummy from the mummy to Tom Cruise, and, and I've heard that's on one of that the movie. many
0: issues with that
1: movie. Yeah, and what he did, and this is my favorite example of just how petty and how insecure Tom Cruise is in this script rewrite done by his scriptwriters under like you know direct supervision from him. Yeah, yeah. I refer to his character Nick Morton, which I can't believe I remember. Because I've never seen the movie, I just, never, <laughs> I just I just read about the production. Because it's more interesting than the movie itself. Oh god, yeah. As a young man. Oh no. Even though the script writers, who Tom Cruise brought in, knew Tom Cruise would be playing this character, they and still he's like, so what, Tom forties, fifty, he's fifty odd. He's fifty five. Oh my god. So they say that in the script, man. so yeah, so Tom Cruise is reading it to say his ego. Because if it just said Nick Morton, no, Nick Morton, a young, young man. virulent man in his thirties. <laughs> A young something. man that can still do his own stunts. <laughs> a young man. They might, well, might as well just say Nick Morton, a man with a nine-inch penis, rocks <laughs> up. So fuck. Uh, that's what he did. And like, they're his scriptwriters who he brings on. He's oh like, one God. of his provisos. If I'm in a movie, my scriptwriters come in and fix the movie so I get more screen time and I look good. And they go to the effort of describing of Tom Cruise, a 55-year-old man, as young <laughs> in the script.
0: You know what? If someone turned around to me and went, like, I need you to like find a young man for this film. It's like a reboot of a, a like Mission Impossible type movie. I was like, okay, well, not Tom Cruise because he's not yeah. fucking young. Yeah, he's 50. <laughs> he looks
1: good. He's, he looks very he, he good. He looks for very like, good for,
0: in his 50s, but like. He's not fucking young, do not delude yourself.
1: Man. But what what you have to remember though as well is that wasn't written in the script, that was added to the script by people he pays. Yeah. And that's what makes it funny. It's like um I know I dunk on Vin Diesel a lot, this story came out a few weeks ago. Did you hear about um that Vin Diesel's sister, I think it is, is a producer on all the Fast and Furious movies. No, I didn't know. And what he has his sister do is do when he has fight scenes, yeah she yeah, counts yeah. how many punches are thrown to make sure that every person has the same amount of punches thrown so his character doesn't look weak.
2: Oh, wow. And they have,
1: and they have an actual tally system of how much each punch is worth or how much a headbutt is worth. <laughs> so no sing, so no fight scene ever ends with one person coming out on top. Mm-hmm. So his character, or, or him, because the character is playing himself, basically, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He never yeah. looks weak. And Jason Statham and The Rock both got in on that because they also didn't want their characters to look like pussies. Mm-hmm. And that's why no fight scene in those movies ever has a satisfactory conclusion because no a- actor will take that hit of I lose this one.
0: But um as well like Vin Diesel's proven to be a bit of a knobhead with the production cuz he he doesn't like being um, on scene with The Rock, does he? No, And yeah, that's I mean, why they've I made mean, like videos, yeah. Him as well, yeah. And And like like I said,
1: he executive produces all the movies and he uses clout. Like I said, his sister works on it Mm -hmm. and she literally sits there with a check pad making sure that his character doesn't get punched too much. Oh wow. So so his character doesn't look like he's like weak. To be fair,
0: the Fast and Furious movies, I can't imagine the ego of like that
1: production. Oh yeah, but we remind, I, I heard about that and there was a movie that came out with very little fanfare. Despite the fact that when it got announced, everyone was like, "This is the fucking, this is the, this is it, this is the movie," and it's a triple threat. You heard about this?
0: I vaguely remember that. Right,
1: well, so I'm going to bring up it's a
0: details. movie that
1: when it got announced, it's like, "This is the fucking one. This is going to be the best martial arts movie of all time." Because I'm just going to re- go through the cast list. We have Tony Jar, so that's like on back Warrior King. Oh, okay. You have Tiger Chen, who um, is a martial arts coordinator, and he's also the guy. This is my favourite movie credit he has. He is the bride in um, Kill Bill. Joe, and she's wearing the helmet in the leather, cap, the yellow leather suit. Oh right, okay. He he's he's in that suit. What? <laughs> so he's the guy who does that fight scene. He helped choreograph it. You got Eco Weiss, so the guy from The Raid.
0: Oh okay, yeah,
1: cool. You got Scott Adkins, who's basically done everything. It's Boyka, I think it is, or Boyka. Mm. It's one of these, you have Michael Jai White, who's uh, been a load of martial arts movies, uh, basically big action star, and basically just, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. And this was billed as being, like, you, you got to- you've got got three, four, five, like, six, some of the greatest martial artists currently on the scene mm-hmm. all going to be in a movie together. And then it came out on Netflix this year, and no one gave a shit because the movie's not great.
0: Yeah, I don't and even, like, remember that coming out.
1: Yeah, and the fight scenes in it aren't good. <laughs> and that's the th- the selling point of this movie is Tony Jaa gets to fight the guy from the raid, mm-hmm. or Scott Adkins is going to kick the shit out of Michael Jai White. And that's all. Uh, the plot is irrelevant at this point. All we want to see is just kick ass fight scenes. Yeah, exactly. And they're not, gr- and they're not great. But well, it's, um... in these movies, all the martial artists in it. Or get the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> like Michael Jai White, his character just gets kicked off a ledge and he dies. Oh God. And that's it. With no fanfare. He's just His character just dies. And I'm just imagining that would never happen in one of these fast... Because I watched this movie after, with that knowledge in my head mm-hmm. thinking, are any of these guys going to lose a fight scene? Or is it like these Fast and Furious movies where there's so much ego on set
0: that they that won't ever it was, allow it to and happen? No, people yeah.
1: get the shit kicked out of them. And there is a something I have never seen in a movie Ever, and I would recommend watching it for this. And to, d- all, it's basically it's like military people. Mm-hmm. And to differentiate the military people, what do you do in a movie? I mean, put them in uniform. Yeah, but when you say like, you want to give each character their own personality, it's a martial arts movie, so you don't really want to put too much effort into it. So think military movie shooting people, uh, what do you do to give every character their own distinct personality? I going to say, like, visually. give them
0: like, a different weapon or something?
1: Yes. Every person has a different gun. So, like, Michael Jay White, huge big buff black dude, mm. he has, like, the M60. Like, oh, one okay, guy yeah. has a pistol, one guy has a knife, and there's a woman and she has a grenade launcher. That is her thing. Mm. And she always carries this grenade launcher at all times, even when they're in a building <laughs> fighting close quarters. is using this grenade launcher, and it's so stupid. Like, this is the, the commitment to it. Like, she is in a building having a fight scene <laughs> and she has got a grenade launcher oh, and she's pointing it at someone at point blank range. And this is a bit that I have never seen happen. Because someone disarms her and gets her grenade launcher and points it at her and she's on the floor. And she pulls a pistol out, and the guy <laughs> says, Don't you fucking dare. Huh? And she and she goes to pull the trigger and shoot him. And he shoots her with a grenade launcher and she just explodes. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, and that's what I mean. Then. And she's like a really—I fa- looked her up. She's a really famous martial artist, and that's how she dies. She just, she just explodes. She just explodes. Off. And the guy, like one of the other actors, comes up the stairs and sees her body, and thought, like, "Oh fuck!"
0: Oh my god! I thought
1: I have never seen that in a movie before, where one of the main characters just gets blown up with a grenade launcher <laughs> thirty minutes in. I mean, and she just explodes. You've got to realise to utilise the talent that you've got. Yeah, that's the thing. The problem is. They have so much talent. Like the Raid is like one of the best martial arts movies of all time. They've got the guy from that and the guy who did On Back, which was like the one before the Raid that kicked off martial arts movies again. Mm, yeah. And they're yeah. in the same movie together, and they don't have a good fight scene, and it's really <sighs> depressing. Uh, so what I did is I went and watched the uh, the TV show that Eko White is in. Have have seen that Woo Warriors. No, I've not. Which is it's all it's on Netflix again, and hmm. it's just that guy, and it's just martial arts nonsense. <laughs> Because so the, the story is like, oh no, you are the Wu warrior. And do you know how he becomes the Wu warrior? He's walking down the road and someone hands him a magical amulet and says, you are now the Wu warrior. Or the Wu assassin, <laughs> sorry. And that's it. And it's, it's literally, just that's it's it, it. Oh, okay. plot, done. Cool. Okay, martial arts fight scenes now. And it's actually pretty good because the, the idea is his character, like the Wu assassin, is supposed to kill these Wu warriors who control the different elements. Like, you know, that famous element, Wood. <laughs> I did know I was in but it is in this TV show and they say you have the skills of a thousand monks so he's okay. basically the one, Joe Jetley yeah, is the yeah. one where you have the skills, the abilities the fighting prowess of a thousand people at once mm-hmm. and what they say is the, the monks will give you their skills and their faces and what they do is um, whenever he lo- whenever he wants to go into a fight scene and disguise himself yeah, he yeah. just becomes one of these monks oh okay and uh, They film the fight scenes twice. Mm. Once with him and once with like this old man, who's the uh, monk. Right. So, so you see from different angles, so you can see what he sees, mm-hmm. and then you see what the opponents see, where it's literally this ancient Chinese man walks <laughs> in in monk garb and just kicks the shit out of all these gangsters. It's great. Oh, God. It's so fun. And then there's just a bit where someone throws a knife at him, and he catches the knife, and it's awesome. But before this guy throws this knife, and this is the part where I said, these are the stupidest gangsters ever. Because the guy mm-hmm. pulls a gun out, fires the gun five times, and the guy dodges each bullet, and I'd say, after that, do not fight him. Yeah, If someone dodges,
0: point. fucking shot at somebody, and they just dodged every single bullet, I'd be like, nah, I'm out. Okay. Yeah, I'm done.
1: I'm not fighting this guy. You know, I'm not paid enough to do this. <laughs> she reminded me, I was like, again, I was reading uh, I think it's The Punisher, Welcome Back, Frank. Mm-hmm. I bought the graphic novels, like uh, Welcome Back, Frank, Part 1 and 2, a while ago, and I got around to reading them recently. And there's a part in that where they send the Russian after Frank Castle. Oh. Okay. And the Russian, for anyone's not familiar with comics, is just this huge big Russian dude who is completely bulletproof. And they, his backstory is that he just goes around the world fighting people. Like whenever <laughs> there is a war on, he'll turn up and just go there because he finds it fun. And they say like oh one of the backstories, oh I heard he was in Belfast doing like the Troubles. It's hmm. so like the war, like the basically the paramilitary war over there, and he ate a guy for a bet. Oh my god! And they send him after Frank Castle, <laughs> and Frank Castle obviously the Punisher beats the shit out of him, and he kills him by smothering him with a fat dude. Oh my god! <laughs> and he just he just dies by being smothered by a fat dude, and he cuts his head off, Jesus and Christ. brings it to like this gangster hideout, and just holds his head up, saying, "Okay, what else have you got?" And every single <laughs> one of like the crime bosses' um, minions drops their guns, says, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah, and that
0: <laughs> would be the look- actual reaction, like. This guy that goes to wars for fun just got the shit beaten out of him by yeah. And fucking the Frank punisher stood.
1: The punisher is stood there on his lo- on your lawn with his head. <laughs>
0: he would be every, like, yeah, and,
1: okay. And every single guy drops their gun, and Frank just walks into like the crime boss's house and just sets it on fire and just leaves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what <laughs> would just... you do? Like you just. There's no way in hell that you're thinking, oh. Okay, he killed the Russian, but, but I've got We're a not going
1: to kill him. Yeah, it's that one of... Um, it's, I I love when you get smart extras like that because there's nothing more annoying when you see, like, oh, yeah, the legendary John Wick. He has mm. killed everybody you've ever <laughs> sent against. Every single person you have ever sent to kill John Wick has been, let, has been taken out in a body bag. Yeah. And that's why I say the smartest extra in those movies is the bodyguard or the bouncers of a club. And John Wick just walks up and says... I'm, I'm working tonight. Did you see me? And the bouncer goes, nope, didn't see a thing. <laughs> I'm just like, are you going to take a smoke break? Yeah, I'm going to take a four hour smoke break yeah. and just leave. It's oh, just
0: like, my... you know what? You fucking go for it,
1: John Wick. It's the, the just... smartest extra. The if you know John Wick's coming, you take like you take like a four day weekend. Yeah. That weekend. Oh, it reminds me of playing like the Yakuza games as well. In, mm. in that game, your main character, like Kiryu, Oh yeah. yeah. In, in Yakuza Six, you have beaten up hundreds of people. You and there's like you, in Yakuza Two, I think you go through a ancient Japanese castle and fight a hundred ninjas and a tiger. <laughs> so by this point in Yakuza Six, you are a fucking legend. Well, I'm
0: aware that he's like you told me in the past that he's fought a giant bear.
1: Yeah, he and fights a bear.
0: He's he's fought off several crime lords as well, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he fights a bear as part of a fight club. That's a side mission. So he fights <laughs> a bear for fun. Yeah, and he, he beats it
0: up a huge bear for fun.
1: Yeah, and then there's another game. I think Yakas a four. There are two characters in the game you play as first, and you meet Kiryu. Mm. And these two characters, like you spend the first half of the game establishing how badass they are, mm-hmm. and then when you get to play as Kiryu, you fight them both at the same time and beat them. <laughs> that's how good he is. Yeah. And then in Yakuza 6, you get people saying, oh, you're not all that. Like, oh, like, the- have you heard of who this man is? Like, this thing is like, you are called the Dragon of Dojima. That is how <laughs> legendary you are. And there's people in that game who are like, oh, he's not all that. I bet I can take him. And at yep. the end of the game, you are stood there. And a is, like, he's got like, your spoilers, he's got your daughter with like, a gun to their head. <laughs> and he comes up to you with a metal pipe and says, you don't move. And if you fall over... I'm gonna shoot them, and you stand there for like five minutes, just taking hit after hit to the face with a lead pipe. Oh god! And everyone is around like, holy fuck! How tough is this guy? And then it's the moment you want when obviously someone comes in and rescues you, and you grab the pipe. and It's like this guy's fucked. Oh yeah! Like you've totally. just seen him just take six hits to the face, <laughs> and it's, it's it's so satisfying. That oh, game god. is amazing for when it's like when you get fully leveled up and you add like true Kiryu and you are just, like, shadow-stepping through everybody, and every move he's just punching someone's face off.
0: Yeah, like, e- everything you do in that game, when he goes into, like, his, like, weird fucking Super Saiyan mode, yeah, he just, married. like, starts like, launching people across the street and, like, caving people's faces into, like, vending machines and yeah. stuff. Well, the
1: way to sum it up is you have um, this... I think it's like four or five playable characters throughout that series. Mm. And Kiryu, like the main character, is the only one who can pick up super heavy items. So everyone can pick around, but Kiryu can pick up like vending machines and motorcycles (laughs) and swing them around one-handed. Oh my god. Like one of his fighting styles in the first game, like Yak is a zero. He's literally revolves around whatever's in your environment, you'll pick it up automatically, whether even if it's like a motorbike or a scooter. (laughs) It's like a 500-pound bite, and you swing it round like it's nothing.
0: If you see um, a man do
1: that in the street, yeah. you fucking run away. And the description is that only the Dragon of Dojima can do this, because you just use Kiryu's raw brute strength. <laughs> and one of the moves in that fighting style is you just grab someone by the collar and just throw them over your head. Oh, my God. And the only other character in the series who can do this is a guy like Tiger Sajima, I think it is, Who is they deliberately say... He is like eight feet tall and he fights bears in the wilderness for fun. <laughs> and they have to establish him and he's the only other character in the game who can do this. Wow. That's how tough he is. And no, and you get random street thugs trying to start on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you fucking... So I was watching you play for a
0: little bit and it's just every time he turns a corner another like group of thugs go, oh, it's curious. Like, let's go and fucking have a fight with him. And it's like, have you seen the pile of bodies laid behind him?
1: It's it's more like random street thugs you can understand, but it's when you walk inside like Yakka's headquarters and one guy says, "I bet I can take him." It's like yeah. five hundred other people have said that, and they're all just nursing <laughs> like you know head wounds at the moment. No, Do totally not try. Not and I love that trope. Just the the supreme confidence of the jobber. Yeah. It's like when a guy who doesn't even have a life bar. Is trying to start on you. Like You don't even have a unique introduction to the fight. You just walk in. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of one of my favourite... Um, it's a Bruce Lee movie. I forget which one it is, but there is an extra in a Bruce Lee movie who, like, after Bruce Lee has kicked the living shit out of somebody, mm. a guy pulls out a switchblade. <laughs> and Bruce Lee just looks at him and goes, are you fucking kidding me? And he just beats the shit out of him with uh, <laughs> nunchucks for yeah. about five minutes straight. Fucking cool, he just use, You just use this guy's head as target practice. Like, what did that <laughs> what did he expect? Don't try and fight Bruce fucking Lehman. No, it's just not gonna work out. You you, just don't is it? do
0: it. It's not gonna happen.
1: It's like the John Wick one. Yeah. Which reminds me, um, have you heard the news? Matrix four in development? Oh, I saw that, yeah. And a friend of mine said, I have got the greatest idea for how they can tie it in. Just say the end of the Matrix 3. They put um, Keanu Reeves back into the Matrix, but the Sentinels were annoyed, so they kept killing his dog. <laughs> Make Matrix, link it to... Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. Make it John Wick. Like, Just say went John in, they Wick put him 4 in.
0: and The Matrix 4 are the same movie. Yes. And it turns Just out say they reset the Matrix. the Matrix.
1: and put him in as John Wick, <laughs> so <he's>, that <laughs> explains John why he Wick. has all the crazy gun powers. Yeah. And say the the Sentinels occasionally get pissed off with him and taunt him by killing his dog. <laughs> Perfect, and you know it's not going to be that. It's going to be something boring. Oh, it will It's going be, to be yeah. some pseudo philosophical bullshit because the Wachowskis is up their own ass. So I found out after the fact that the guy who wrote the philosophy textbook that they based the Matrix on mm. watched the Matrix and said, "You do not understand my work." <laughs> <laughs> he, he came out and went, "He's like Jean Baudrillard or something." I went, "You do not understand my work. This is an abomination. Why would you do this?"
0: Yeah, I think like the Matrix just goes off such a yeah. hard rail and it when gets it, so like,
1: far up it's own ass in Yeah, third one
0: when it decides to go philosophical with it all and it's just like oh shut the fuck up give so me a are, cool fucking fight
1: the first one's good because it like touches on it it hints at yeah. it and it hints at, at
0: like Neo being the one and stuff but then when it gets into like a half an hour discussion with the fucking architect or whatever that was like, like, like parodied oh, by everybody
1: stop, stop it's the one that gets me is um, how what's it now Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. As I say, as any say, has any filmmaker or any filmmaker ever coasted as hard as the Wachowskis did off of The Matrix? Because so have you ever looked at what they directed after The Matrix? I haven't. Every movie they did after that was a huge flop. Oh, God. And they kept being given more money by studios who were hoping for the next Matrix. Because that's I the thing. I think they did Jupiter you... to Ascending. It's like... And they give like, a...
0: Oh, of course, yeah. Because... um, But that's the thing. You give... Someone like the Wachowski brothers, like, money because... It's the, it's the Wachowskis you, now. Wachowski? Yeah, the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis, okay. Yeah, um, um,
1: uh, they transitioned, didn't they? Oh, yeah, of course. They're both females, so it's um, the Wachowskis.
0: Yeah, apologies. Um,
1: well, the, the Wachowski brothers at the time.
0: They were, yeah. I was going to look um, it up. That's yeah. what I've heard them referred to as, because when they were when I was looking into Matrix. And so. we'll
1: look at their IMDb page, it's hilarious. Um, it's like every movie they've ever done, it just sucks.
0: But, yeah, like... I, I just don't understand the, the idea because, okay, give them money because they might make the next Matrix, but when they failed over and over and over again to replicate their success, maybe just yep. consider it like a fucking one-time thing. yeah They, they got Cloud lucky. Atlas.
1: They did Cloud Atlas. Do you remember that movie? Nope. Yep. Jupiter Ascending. Do you remember that one? I remember how bad everyone said it was. Yeah, um, V for Vendetta. I did not know they did that. That's a good one. So they did that. Ninja Assassin, which sucks ass. Speed Racer as well, which oh, I've no. heard it's got a terrible rating on Metacritic, but I remember it being like really good CGI.
0: I was going to say I've heard the visual effects are very good in that movie, but it's not good for
1: like, yeah, it's not it's a good the, movie. It's, it's, it's held up by its visual effects, yeah, and then that's it. But yeah, it's, uh, I think it's Cloud Atlas and Jupiter Ascending. Like mm. Cloud Atlas came out bombed. Did Fucking god awful at the box office. It's got like fifty five Metacritic. Let's give like, them two hundred million dollars uh, to go make three two. Years later, three years later they get another couple hundred million it's just it's the name, isn't it? Yep, it is. You can coast off you can coast off one good thing. Two time. So Tam-
0: they did make the highway fight in the second film. They, they did. That was fucking uh, awesome. That is one of the greatest fucking action sequences scenes. I've ever watched. Do that you know is know why phenomenal. It
1: is? It's cause they built that highway. Oh they did yeah. They they built if people don't know like the highway scene in Matrix 2, it's Matrix Reloaded. Yes it is, yeah. Which is a fucking terrible name and I hate that naming convention. <laughs> and um, they should've just called it Matrix 2. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do. And they built a highway because they couldn't find a stretch of road they were allowed to use for long enough mm-hmm. for what they wanted to do.
0: Yeah, they couldn't shut off a big enough section of a real highway.
1: So they, so they just went one. fuck it, let's make one. Yeah, in Australia there's some really nice detail. I like the Matrix movie, the very first one. There's a load of like really subtle stuff they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, everybody's sunglasses is representative of who they are. Oh, uh, Okay. Like, there's, there's a load of like effort put into. I think Ma- uh, Neo as well in right? mm-hmm. the second one. If you look at his um, coat, they made it look like a monk, a priest's frock.
0: Oh, right, okay, yeah, To yeah.
1: highlight the fact that like, he is the one, he is like a leader, a spiritual leader of people. Mm-hmm. So they give him like the monk's frock and his fighting style, everyone's fighting style is representative of who they are. So I think it was uh, Wu Ping who did the choreography and it's like um, Trinity, he said, well, she's female, so she's gonna use like her agility. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Wu Ping, he said, I made a kick. And I think this is the best thing in, in when it comes to martial arts. He invented a kick. <laughs> He invented a new move. He like Mishima like like hey Hatchy Mishima train on a mountain, invented a new move. Yeah. Like Joe yeah. like, Hey Hachi comes out, I have I have invented the electric wind godfist. fist. <laughs> like, apparently Whooping came out and said, I have invented the scorpion kick. Yeah. And that is the one in the second movie where Trinity throws her leg over the back of her head and kicks oh, the guy in the yeah, head. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it took Carrie Ann Moss six months to learn how to do that kick.
0: Oh, did she actually do it?
1: She did it for real. She did it for oh, real Oh, wow, okay. Life. Everyone went through. Um, there's a great behind-the-scenes feature that I would highly recommend people watch discussing the martial arts training. And it shows you like the stunt team that Wu-Ping brought in. Mm-hmm. And then it shows you, like Keanu Reeves. And on the first day of filming, Keanu Reeves broke his fucking neck. Oh, my God. And then I think um, Hugo Weaving broke his leg. Or he like hurt his hip or something like that. Mm, you can yeah. see Wu-Ping going, I can't believe I've got to work with these chuckle fucks. None of them know how to throw a punch.
0: But I mean, like, I really wouldn't have. I I would have expected something like The Matrix for every, like, fight scene to just have been certain doubles.
1: No, no, they did. Um, one of the insistence was well, they all do it for real. And one of the problems was Keanu Reeves. I think it was one of his vertebrae, so mm. he couldn't. He literally could not lift his leg above a certain angle. Oh, so they no. made his fighting style revolve around punches.
0: Yeah, and especially in like the um, the second and third film when he figures out how to use his powers and like unlocks yeah. his potential. He, a lot of the time, like, stands still and just makes a show of the other opponent.
1: Which I think is better, and it's um, it reminds me a lot of why I think the Michael Keaton Batman movies work so well. Because mm. what's Batman, like, I think those fight scenes, as corny as they are, are the best representation of Batman. Because the limitations of the costume he was wearing, because it's the big rubber costume where he couldn't move his head, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. Where he literally could not turn his head. But because of that, the fight scenes just show him effortlessly side dodging everybody mm-hmm. while barely moving at all. And I think if Batman really is the master of all martial arts he's portrays in the comic, he would not be doing crazy backflips in every direction. While, That's like, why I really
0: enjoy um, Batman Begins, the Nolan one, because when he first is trying to like, I think it's like the um, the scene in like the shipping container bit, yeah, where you like never see Batman. He just like, takes out the lights Batman. and just picks off one by one, like invisibly these thugs, and they're all just shitting themselves. Whereas obviously, like in the next couple of movies, he's very he's out, vulnerable yeah. and gets but hit a lot. Have, so.
1: Then you have like the end of the Dark Knight Rises, where he's just having a fist fight on Wall Street. Yeah, you could just see him, and Batman looked so stupid during the day. Mm-hmm. But it's the most I like that Michael Keaton one because because he couldn't move, like similar with Keanu Reeves where he couldn't throw a kick. Mm. That's the limitations meant that they just made it look all his fight scenes look effortless, exactly, which yeah. makes him look like a better martial artist. And with that Batman in mind, when you see him in is it Batman vs Superman, and he does like the Arkham City thing where he goes into the warehouse and you see him like doing oh, crazy yeah. ass combos. And as cool as that is, I don't think a master martial artist would do shit that's that inefficient. No, probably not. And as cool as it looks, it should just be, Batman walks in, puts all the lights out with his batarang, and the lights go back on, and everyone's knocked out. I would say, that's everyone's what, dead, which, but, you know, Batman which, <laughs> doesn't kill Carl. <laughs> no, he does in that movie, though. He runs people yeah, out of He, he, you he that blows people...
0: people up in their cars.
1: You forget how many people he kills in the Michael Keaton one, though, as well. He pushes a guy off a ledge.
0: He, um, he like, throws a bomb... And a guy like a guy with a bomb into a fucking sewer and it just blows up and it's like, yeah, that yeah. no guy's not, not he, surviving. Don't forget about
1: the guy who burns with the Batmobile as well. Oh yeah. The guy who sets on fire and then yeah. laughs about
0: it. He just like literally kills Batman. people left, right, and centre in most of the films.
1: He does, because you've he, got to.
0: And it's like um the Arkham games. It's like, oh, okay, he doesn't kill, but he does break your back, both your legs, leaves you in a in like the middle of an asylum where there's no fucking like yeah, healthcare or anything. Yeah, he doesn't kill America, you, but he remember. does let you bleed
1: out. Yeah, So a broken arm is a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But I did like playing for that game, though. Because whenever I play the Batman Arkham games, I never really got the appeal. Because I didn't no, really? like... I They're fun. But I, just, I didn't like the combat. Because people say, oh, the combat in the Batman games is so good. It's not. It's pressing one button. It's a rhythm game at that point.
0: It depends which game you're playing because the first one was very much just like punch counter punch counter.
1: Yeah, and it reminds me a lot of um I think I mentioned before the guy who did the web swing in Spider-Man 2. Mhm. Where he said people want that instant gratification, but because it's in it because it's easy, it's there's no depth. Yeah. So yeah. as cool as it looks, it's like the Spider-Man game as well. Where that's fun, but I'd never want to play through the new like the PS4 Spider-Man game again because the combat is just so brain dead. Because there's no depth to it, it's just you press square and then when the little flash comes up you press this button and win.
0: Oh but still though, like there's it's fun a lot yeah, the first of enemies blast that make you play in certain ways. So if you're like trying to play through that game and have a flawless fight, it doesn't it's not brain dead anymore because oh it's like oh there's a shield guy here, there's a guy throwing grenades here, there's people shooting at me from this distance. There's, and there is it is some like depth there, it's like a puzzle of figuring out who to take out with
1: what move when. It's just very, very shallow compared to like other games with like combat systems, and that's why I found the Batman Arkham ones because like, it reminds me of um, like to dunk on games journalists. It's for reviews. Mm. Like when you get games journalists playing the game, and it's like, oh, cool! I press one button and I did a backflip and kick someone's head off. So like, that's awesome because it is for the first for five minutes you're playing it. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're gonna well, play this game I, for six hours. I, I don't personally press one like, button and
0: win. disagree. Yeah, I would. Say that, that I really enjoy like the combat style Arkham games made uh, that continued in games like Spider Man. I sat there and like did combat room challenges for a long time. Um, did played all the like Arkham City, uh, Arkham Knight, for example, um, had like combat rooms and you could play as different characters. And like, I would go and play like every single combat room as every single character
1: you could play as and stuff. It it's fun, but it's not something I'd ever go back to for the combat. Oh, no, for me it and is And I think
0: personally. the most
1: brain-dead version it ever got is the uh, Shadow of Mordor. Because in that game, yeah. you literally cannot win an encounter unless you do the finisher. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep mashing X and like stabbing the orc over and over and over again, the quickest way to kill it is to do the finisher. Which yeah. like, I think we talked about it last week with the Spider-Man games. Mm-hmm. Once you've seen the finisher, you'll be seeing the same finisher over and over, yeah, over and over and over again. And it's just after a while, so like, I don't want to go back for the combat.
0: Not in the Shadow of War game for sure. No. I um it's I like always Assassin's enjoyed that well. for the Nemesis system, but when I got like I levelled up my character to a certain amount, it was like press X until you could just like press the I think it was like press B on Xbox this is, and you just like crush the head and then it's like it keeps your combo going, it lets you like open up somebody else, and give you health back. So it's Same like basically. the optimum move of why would I not just do this combo over and over and over.
1: Yeah. it's a, I say it's a lot like, um, compare playing, it's like Mortal Kombat. And mm-hmm. that's why Mortal Kombat is one of the most popular games for casual fans of fighting games. Because you press the button, the cool thing happens. Mm-hmm. You press one button and you do the X-ray move, which looks super awesome. And it's like really gruesome, and anyone can do it, and it does lots of damage. Yeah, but that's not what you should be doing in high level play. Except for in the new one where they put in the system because they realise no fuck it is using the X rays. So they. Put oh in yeah, book, of course. And I say it's like that, that, where because, if you want um, to just have that, just that anyone can play and anyone can have fun.
0: So for anyone that's not aware, like in injustice and mortal Kombat games, they had it so that your like enhanced moves. Use the same like, meter Bar, as, as your, your ultimate X-Ray move. or ultimate or whatever. But,
1: but it, once you get anything beyond just hitting the button to do the cool shit, mm-hmm. you will never be using that thing because you'll always be using that meter to do an enhanced move for a better combo. So it's just, Yeah, like, exactly.
0: It's like yeah. all the enhanced moves set you up for like better combo potential and stuff like that.
1: And, and that's the thing. With Mortal yeah. Kombat, once you get into it, that's what you start doing. Mm-hmm. And that depth is there. But if someone wants to come in and just press the button and just see Sub-Zero rip someone's head off, they can have that. Oh, they can, yeah. And then like, with the Arkham game, you can go in, you can press the button and see Batman do the backflip, kick and kick someone's head off. But you mm-hmm. never get that extra level of, like, okay, now here's the shit you can only do if you really put some time in. Oh, yeah, of course. It, it just gets to the point of, I know the timing, and you press it rhythmically.
0: I think the, um, the depth in that becomes, I know every single, like, enemy type. And I know how to pull off like a hundred hit combo flawlessly. Yeah.
1: And once you get to the point. And there is fun in that, but it's just, I just want that bit of extra depth. And I think Spider Man kind of skirts if you have the gadgets. Mm. And once you start throwing gadgets in, it does get fun. But most of the time, the gadgets are inefficient. And See, it's actually better to just do the kick. I most think of the time.
0: That's so- probably where like, Batman and Spider Man differ because in Spider Man, every single one of the enemies can still be taken down without a hit. Whereas a thing in the Batman game, like, some of them do require, like, oh, you've got to like, use the Batclaw to like disarm them, or it makes which it a lot terrible. easier or something. It's
1: like, I'm fucking Batman, I should be able to kick this guy's ass with my bare hands. Yeah. I am Batman, I should be doing this. And it's, as fun as it is, just is, I'm never going to go... That Spider-Man game, I don't want to go back to swing around. Like, the swinging's fun, but I don't want to go back and do the fighting.
0: Oh, see, I've already started playing the game again.
1: <laughs> and it reminds me of um, like Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. the DMC remake. Yeah. And I heard it like um, they made the combo system in that so much easier. And the way I heard it put is, it's the game journalist mode because all the game they can all go in and get the triple S combo and feel like they're doing something good. Yeah, of course. And they're re- and they're rewarded, and the the learning curve is so much less steep. Mm-hmm. So the reward and obviously so the reward is a much lot less. So there's like because there's less depth, there's less to see. And you'll go through it once, and you'll never have the in- inclination to go back in. Whereas with like DMC five. I can throw myself... at that, Which is still at your fucking house. I left it there. I'm annoyed. Yeah, you did. That oh, make quite it quite is on
0: Xbox Game Pass now. There we go. So I'll get it on there. But so you can, I can start it on Xbox and get achievements on there.
1: Complete it again. I can throw myself in that bloody palace because there's so much fucking depth there to get stuff mm-hmm. done. It's anyway. annoying as
0: well, though, because you left Devil May Cry at my house, but you said you wanted to play it for your YouTube channel. Yes. So I've had to sit there knowing I could try out this game I've wanted to play. And just let it sit in my PS4. It's
1: fine, we'll sort that out, we'll sort that out. I'm but just
0: like, oh, I want to play, but I know Carl wants to do it on his channel. And obviously yep. that would ruin your video if like I'd played the game already. And you know what the story
1: is. But we'll f- we can talk about it another time, because we talk about a lot of video games. And we are. We're an hour in, I've not actually said why I'm so fucking knackered. <laughs> That's because this morning, um, I went to meet a friend of mine at the airport. Mm-hmm. And they're at my house currently. I think it's asleep in my house because they obviously did an all-nighter and went over on the train, on the plane. So and yeah, we yeah also did an all-nighter. <laughs> oh, really? like two in the morning. Oh, God. And I woke up this morning and I thought I'd miss my alarm. It's like, it turns out, I woke up just in time. Oh, no. I got a text off my mate, Carl, where are you? I'm in my house. Did you not hear there was a big fight outside your house yesterday? Was there? Go outside, there was like blood on the floors. Like, oh, shit. What really? Apparently, yeah, there was a big fight outside my house or around my house, and I just didn't see it, so oh, I managed to missed that one. And apparently, someone got stabbed in town and the area, the place I walked through. And my friend thought maybe it was me. It's like no, it's not.
2: Oh God, I'm too,
1: I'm, I'm too cool to die. And it reminded me a lot. Of, like, my house is really nice. You've been to my house, haven't you? It's a lovely yeah, yeah. area. But every now and again, just crime seems to just like come towards my house. But I found out there is a guy in Sheffield who is going around stealing charity boxes. Oh, and charity God. collection things, and it turns out, do you know where he's emptying or opening up these charity things? Outside my house, oh, because no. every day for two weeks, I went out and found a different one, just sat outside my house. Yeah, yeah. And I found out via my mate who works in a pub; he's part of like a group of um, publicans who like on a Facebook group, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh yeah, he's hit all these different bars this week, I'm always empty him outside my house." And I thought about picking one up and just like taking it to the police station or something. I thought, well, then my fingerprints are on it. Yeah, yeah. So all I can do really is just keep an eye out for it. And then I sent an email to the police saying, "Uh, I know there's been an issue here. They keep getting left outside my house. Maybe Mm -hmm. it'd be worth checking out CCTV around this area and you can catch the guy. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. And then a couple of weeks before that, I think I told you about this. I found just a human poo. Oh, yeah. Outside my front door. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, I remember you talking we me outside, about
1: that. It wasn't like what two people. One just perfectly formed, just human log. In the corner, so nicely, but right next to my front door. Oh, God. Just a poo. And a, why? My area is such a nice little flat, isn't it? No, it is, what yeah. Crime. is just descending on it. like People getting stabbed and poos and stealing charity boxes. And it makes me sound like I live. Uh, in some horrible place oh, like Sheffield's a terrible city and it's not, it's a really nice well, city Well, um,
0: Sheffield's actually like I, I don't know for sure if this is up to date but when I was looking at like going there uh, for university and stuff it was oh, it has like oh Sheffield's like the yeah. um, the the highest
1: student satisfaction rate
0: it has the highest student satisfaction rate but it's also voted like the safest city in the UK
1: one of the yeah And Joe, I love about that because there was two separate studies done that year. Because I think it was like twenty fifteen that came out. mm -hmm. It was um, Sheffield Hallam students where I studied Hallam till I die as the highest student satisfaction rate and generally uh, one of the highest percentages of getting jobs in their field. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the university is a like um, does a lot of medical training and stuff like that and a lot of media work. Yes, but there's a lot of media stuff in Sheffield and a lot of research place. So. People tend to go into their field. Mm -hmm. There was also a second study done, and this was done by, I think, um, is it UCAS, the student one? Oh, yeah. yeah. And they found out that Sheffield Hallam students also have the most sex. (laughs) And I said, I bet that student satisfaction rate's got a lot to do with that statistic, too. Yeah, maybe. Because they checked, and I remember it being a big thing where it says Hallam students fuck more than Uni of students. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Well, they get higher grades. They get higher grades. They're busy studying,
0: busy having sex
1: okay. I know what statistic I'd rather be proud of <laughs> and link to my university. I found that quite funny.
0: Did you um, ever hear of the one of Bangor University? I'm sure you must
1: Bang, have. Yeah, Bangor University. What's going on? I tell this one. This is great.
0: Um, so I don't know what year it was, but um, they go around every like city. I don't know who, who does this study, but every year um, someone goes around and like, asks students, okay, so how much sex do you have? And they like uh, why would log you? don't
1: sell re- No one's gonna sell for no, exactly. the right
0: number. But especially when they're in year, the union and they to show off. Um, one year, Bangor University came out Banger. the bottom of the charts of having sex. Oh yeah, I the forgot. Who, I thought it was gonna be of the way around the chart. They were just fucking rang zero, and then the next year they came out rank number one of the <laughs> so most they went, sex. And obviously they're just walking down the street and asking people. How much sex as a student do you get? And clearly, they were so ashamed
1: of what they awful all. Yeah, they all had. had that statistic in their mind. They all just said, "No, they fuck all it, I
0: just lied through the fucking so teeth." I, I am
1: banging bare women every other day. You can't yeah. stop it. I can't move without women on my cock. Oh god, so much. It's like um, the statistic you see about penis sizes. Oh yeah. When they yeah. self reported they tend to be like two inches longer. <laughs> and then when like scientists actually come in and go, okay, like whip it out and measure it,
0: I'm like oh god. Okay. And say so that
1: feeds into like the general um, whole stigma around it, and men feel like they have to exaggerate, mm-hmm. uh, which is always funny to me. But um, the reason I'm talking about like, the airport though, like move away from like you know crime central, apparently where I live. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to the airport today, and um, they're doing refurbishments on it. And I saw what I have dubbed the CGI black man. Um. Because Joe and they do like mock ups of what a place is going to look like. Mm -hmm. So there's like all the walls up, so so to cover up the building work. And they have like CGI mock ups. And they are hilarious because it shows you, oh, this is what the new terminal will look like. And it shows like three people in the terminal. It's like it will never never be that fucking quiet. (laughs) And you will never have that many members of staff on. Yeah. And as we were stood there waiting for our friend to arrive, I was looking at some of these pictures, and I noticed there's one black guy. Just one. There's one uh, one black guy in all these crowd shots. Oh, no. And I looked closer, and it was the same black guy
0: oh, no. <laughs> in every single
1: one. So clearly, there's got actors in and told yeah. them to walk around so they could take photos. And because they're superimposing real people mm-hmm. onto a CGI mock-up, they've put some sort of filter over it. Oh, yeah. So whoever this dude is, he looks like a Grand Theft Auto 4 Character, oh,
0: no,
1: because he looks digital, he's clearly a real guy, yeah, yeah. And I noticed that he is just photoshopped into every single crowd shot, <sighs> making the same face. And I said, It's the CGI <laughs> black man, there he is, he's in every shot. We've got a, it's a, such a diverse um uh, airport here, it's like one black guy, it's the, because it's the same guy every time, yeah, yeah. I built up this mythology in my head as we we're walking through the terminal, looking at all this, this is the busiest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like he has got so many jobs. In one shot, he's working as a janitor, and in my head, he worked his way up from janitor all the way to CEO of the oh, company. No, he doesn't
0: have like different jobs and stuff, does he? Yeah. In oh, one, he's no. like
1: in one, is, like sweeping the floors. In another one, he is like wearing a suit with like looking at his watch. Oh, in another God. one, he's like dressed like a doctor. It's like this is the most talented, oh, no. just hero in the world. And clearly, it's happening with all the other people as well. But because there's only one black guy. It it's really so noticeable out, yeah. in every crowd shot. Oh my god! And in one shot as well, he's always stood next to this one Asian lady. And I said they become a couple. Works as a janitor, <laughs> and she didn't go out with him. She was a bit, she was a bit cold towards him. Then he became a doctor, and then for some reason he became a, like, a jet-setting CEO. So I've <laughs> built up this life story for just this guy in this picture who clearly is just not actor oh, no. Who stood in for a photography shooting in front of a green screen one day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sat there just making up this just this backstory for him. We're just walking oh, past like, oh, he's in this one too and now he's sweeping the floor. He's
0: <laughs> he in this one as well.
1: Oh, yeah, he's in this one. Look at him. He's waiting for a plane. Oh, now he's working behind the terminal for this one. Now, now he's, he's flying in the camera. plane.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think he was a pilot. They had no pilot oh, no. pictures. But I just thought it's really funny because they must have done it with every single person there. Yeah, but because obviously, like,
0: when 99% of them are just, like, the same-looking white people, it's like, um, oh, okay.
1: I'm going to ask you to Google something. I'm just going to have to double-check what you actually to find it, because I think it's... Um, so, I'm just going to double-check. So, riff for a moment, Lucas.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to riff about, but you know what, Carl? I can hear you clacking away. You can. See, now the, we know. The we research know
1: is hard. Right, oh, so what we have is... Um, I want you to type in... University photoshops black man into brochure. Oh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you the I'll tell the story behind this <laughs> yeah. while you Google it, and it was the University of Wisconsin was putting out their brochure for like come study at our university. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were trying and in this in in this thing they talk about oh it's a diverse um, student body where like you know all. Ethnicities and cultures are respected and kind, of, you know, coexist and in peace and harmony. All that bullshit they try and do to yeah. sell university. Well, they noticed that when they went through all the photos, there was not a single black student in any photo. Oh like, no! They had black. They had black students, but in all the photos, it's just mayonnaise. So what I they did is they just got they got a random picture of a black guy and photoshopped him into a crowd. Have you got it?
0: Um, got the I found An article on it. I'm just trying to like find the actual. Get the photoshop picture now. because
1: the photoshop they did, they made his head just a little bit too big, so he looks like a giant looming black man who's just like in the crowd.
0: Oh no, the uh, the uh, picture's
1: been removed off this article, right, and because they um, uh, the university complained because it made him look bad. But it's really funny because they yeah, oh, you sla- got it, yeah. yeah. He's slightly bigger than everyone else in the crowd, but no one seems to be reacting to him. Yeah. So he's just this huge, giant, looming black face. But he's just a
0: floating black face. Yeah, he hasn't got a a hand or anything. Everyone else on the brochure is, like, lifting their hands up and celebrating, and he's just a
1: floating head behind someone. so describe it to people. It's a crowd shot at, like, a football game or something. So, yeah, they're all wearing, like,
0: red and white uh, uniforms. It looks like it's probably, like, a baseball game or something. And for um, all like cheering, got the hands up in the air, and then just like in the middle to the like to the left hand side, like halfway up.
1: He's not even in just front and a- center, a- which makes no. It even it's just out. like
0: to the left. It's just this floating black man's face just peering in on people with a massive like grin on his face. Yeah, so clearly but it's just, just- a-, a floating head that, as you say, is like. Clearly photoshopped in and also slightly bigger than everyone else. So he also, looks like a giant. Can we just point out his uh, the lighting on his face is completely different. different to everyone so else. It's
1: it's very clearly like a stock model. Yeah, they photoshopped in. Oh god, that's um, so bad. So they they I'm assuming they just went into like stock images and just typed it or went to Google and just typed in black man and they just uh, lopped him in in the corner where they didn't think it would be noticeable. And it really is. Yeah. And. That became like a huge meme, like an early meme. <laughs> it's like 2001, and people just photoshopped him into everything. Yeah, like every like oh, it's the uh, any crowd, any famous crowd shot. They just photoshopped him in bigger and bigger. <laughs> just, I, mean, I think oh, as well there was like a Majora's Mask one where they photoshopped him as the moon, oh, no. <laughs> just the giant looming just face of this man, and that to me is just so fucking funny. Oh god. Because just, it's one of those stories where it was done with the best of intentions. It because was. Because but, because I think they, they said we wanted to uh, you know represent like we do have like a black student body and we wanted them represented. I thought we just, you were about we to
0: say to... we do have a black student. We have one black. <laughs> we now. have a black. We, guy we, just, we
1: forgot to. We just didn't have any photos of them. Oh god! Well, they the solution was just photoshopping just this giant looming black man who just he looks so out of place. He and That's what because, makes it funny.
0: Like as I say, all of like the lighting and stuff is completely wrong. different.
1: So he just looks so out of reference to the shot. It's hilarious. Oh god. And I think they did they did throw like a big hissy fit when everyone started laughing at them. It's and, like um, yeah. I,
0: I, I'm obviously all for um I say obviously, not everyone is, but more for, you know, diversity and promoting it and stuff. You should always but do that, yeah. It's, it's a good when thing. um when it's, fail. Like, when it's diversity it, yeah. on a quota of we must have representation from X and Y in this category, like but in this photo, makes, there must be a black person. or It's not that. It's because yeah. they
1: went... In the, the entire brochure, there was no black person. Yeah, yeah. And they totally realised, right. oh my God, this looks really bad. Like, we're over in fucking Whiteyville. Yeah. <laughs> so they photoshopped yeah. him in. That was their... Rather than go out and take another photo <laughs> and or like, go find a black student... Rather than getting took, some like,
0: pho- non-milky white looking people.
1: That's what makes it funny. Because they did have black students. Yeah, uh, Like... And they could have just gone out and taken another photo, but their solution was, now, fuck it, just Photoshop one in. Yeah. Just Photoshop in this dude, and they put these photoshopped in so poorly.
0: And they, oh, I'd say they could have just, all it took was, like, 20 fucking minutes to go get another
1: photo with some yeah. other people in. Just go into a classroom and just say, oh, does anyone here want to say, I like, earned, like, 50 bucks? Do you want $50? You just need to post, like, everyone just cheer, like you're yeah. having a good time studying. Done. Everyone just be... smile while you're looking at the whiteboard or whatever. Oh, God, it's, it's, it's so funny to me that's what their oh solution was. It reminds me of, like, this happens a lot. Like, this is a surprisingly common thing. Mm-hmm. And there's loads of examples that go going hilariously wrong. Like, I think there's a, a good one of it. it's a, I think a company did it once and they showed, like, a board of directors. Yeah. And I think they, there's a black guy on that, but they clearly just Googled. Uh, um, just board of directors and photoshops like a black guy's head on again because the guy has white hands oh god so it's like they did it it's like, oh no we need to show out like, you know we're a diverse company in our hiring <laughs> policies but every photo we put in of like boardroom mm. just has just like a group of like stuffy old white guys sat around the table yeah of course they're yeah. photoshopping a black. he's got oh. white hands it's like it's so <laughs> obvious what you did oh dear it's uh, just adventures in just accidentally photoshopping so that's what I imagined That that's what it reminded me of yeah, yeah. it's cl- like clearly this airport had done the same thing but they realised we only have one model in the stock photos and they were going through all the various <laughs> yeah. ones they had who was a black so he's just he's in every crowd shot we do in every job the most talented man in the world <laughs> I love it it's so funny to me it was so hilarious because I was like really I'm, I'm still hung over now I was so hung over a couple hours ago oh god and I was just giggling to myself just every time I walked past <laughs> so, like, there he is it's like, where's Wally? Yeah. Just every, every time we go up to a new photo, showing off a different part of like the new terminal, it's like, where is he? Oh, there he is. Look, now he's he's, he's behind the counter now. Oh, God. Yeah, so
0: to uh, set the scene a little bit for people, we did start recording this podcast, what, like, just gone at 11 o'clock in the morning today? But
1: I, I have been up since 7, and oh, I got God. to bed at 4 in the morning. So I've yeah, like 3 hours sleep. Heavy. Yeah, and I've still got to go back and do my work. So I why were you we up oh, till four well, in the morning, Carl? Was it anything interesting? No, I was just drinking. Just drinking. got in. Yeah, I got in as I often do. Mm. And I thought I have to have one drink before I go to bed. And then I like woke up like after after half an hour, I was asleep. Yeah, yeah. On my, like I fallen asleep on my sofa with a drink in my hand. Like, oh God! I didn't spill this. <laughs> I stood up and I spilled the drink on me. Oh no! Fell asleep with it in my hand, completely fine. Stand up to go pour it down the sink. So I think I've had enough. Spill it all of myself. um, My girlfriend always laughs at me because I,
0: like, you know, go out drinking and that, or I'll have mates around drinking and whatnot. And I never really, like, spill things when I'm drunk or break things when I'm drunk. I only ever really break anything in the flat when I'm sober. And she's like, why can't you just do some things when you're drunk and you have a fucking excuse?
1: (sighs) Just that's why the answer there is always be drunk. Yeah,
0: that's the answer.
1: Yeah. Always it's have like, an
0: excuse. I've lost my wallet a couple of times. Never drunk. I've like passed out in the middle of a street and not lost my wallet. But I've lost it plenty of times while I'm
1: sober. Oh, man. I lose my bank card all the time. I'm so bad for that. <laughs> I, there was a point where, I think during university, I lost it about five times in a three-month period. Mm. And I went in and then just went, do you need another bank card? It's like, yes, please. Yeah. Just kept losing it. I awesome. did get pissed off, though, because I once... Um, dropped my bank card in town and I know in, I noticed it mm. when I got home and walked straight to the bank and cancelled it. So that's 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. That has been on and I checked and I said, okay, so I lost it here. I've got a receipt. Here's the last thing I bought because so I went out. I think it's when I bought my PlayStation. Oh, okay. So this is when I bought it. I must have dropped it in like Argos when I was buying this. Mm. I, can't, I don't want to go in uh, can you just check if any charges have been made? And in the fifteen minutes it took me, someone had gone into Tesco and tried to buy something with it.
0: Fucking hell!
1: It's like so. Fifteen fucking minutes is all it takes. Someone's try and st- like, again. I'm making Sheffield sound like crime-ridden. <laughs> it's not, but like I dropped my bank card. Fifteen minutes later, someone tried to steal from me. Mm-hmm. And that's always my worry with contactless. So I was going to say, you with lose contactless, your bank card, you lose like, thirty quid. Yeah,
0: you can guarantee like if you find a card on the street. And you go, oh, that's like 30 quid I can use without needing a PIN number. And you and can walk just do anything in, any in America.
1: Yeah. It's just a £30 limit, isn't it? Do you know you can increase that? I do not want to. <laughs> yeah, but you can. Um, yeah. It's basically the £30 limit on what you can spend on a contact list is just an arbitrary number they put in because they said that's about a week shopping. And that's what we, that's what it's designed for. He's designed in mind for people go out and they get like milk and bread, mm-hmm. and like, you know, stuff for the week, food. And they said that's about roughly what you'd spend. Mm-hmm. It used to be twenty quid. And then they put it to thirty because they realised that's roughly what you'd spend doing that. And you can just go into the bank and ask them to increase it. Yeah. yeah. I did that before I went on holiday. Oh okay. Yeah. And I, I think I spent like two hundred quid on contactless. And I was like, wow, that's good. All right. I mean I was buying I was because when I bought some I bought some like fancy sunglasses. I I want some sunglasses, I want some. What's some Ray Bans? So So for anyone
0: that's not aware, if you want to steal a card, make sure it's Carl's because he has a two hundred fucking. I loaded it when I got back. It's because
1: um, my cards a Visa, and the I checked, and getting money out or converting it would have cost more than just using my card. Yeah, Um, yeah, of course. Because the fees that I have to pay on it is like less than thirty p every time Mm. I used it.
0: No, I made um... it because
1: I was going to Dubai, and I didn't spend two hundred pound on one pair of sunglasses. Um, it was buy one get one free on Ray Bans, uh, right. and I bought one pair. My friend got the other pair, and he gave me a hundred pounds.
0: I was gonna say, I was like, Carl, did you
1: let him have the free pair? Because I was like, that's not a good deal. No, I spent the two hundred pounds, a... and he got the free pair. Like, it's because I don't own anything nice. Like, yeah. So I never buy myself souvenirs when I go on holiday. I said so mm-hmm. sunglasses, and I think they are guaranteed for life. And if I go into like, any place that does Ray Bans, like if they if I to change the lenses. Or tighten up screws, something like that. So I thought, I'll pay this oh, £100 okay. now and I will have a pair of sunglasses for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Rather than every summer go to Primark, buy a £3 pair, they break. Or I well, lose that's them. the
0: issue, yeah, is especially with things like are glasses. Like, it's just so much better to take the hit and make sure that you have like a good pair. So
1: it's, just... it's the only expensive thing I own. Oh, God. It's that, and I think I've got a pair of boots as well. I mean, you're on a yeah, PlayStation or an Xbox. Yeah, but I mean, like, clothing-wise. So I don't Yeah, really, yeah. If people can tell from the videos, I don't really dress to the No, mix. that's
0: the thing is, like, I've a, I record myself, like, at the end of my videos, just do a little outro, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure most of them I'm just wearing, like,
1: my 10-year-old hoodie from Primark that cost like, £4. Yeah.
0: That's falling so apart, like and
1: I'm like, oh, God. I never wear anything nice. So I have a nice pair of shoes and a nice pair of sunglasses. Yeah. So I figured the boots will last me, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I've got a good deal on them, half price. Well, that's the last thing is like I remember um my I
0: was I got a pair of Doc Martens for Christmas one time. Don't they just last forever? Uh, well, that know, was they... the thing is like my parents were like, oh, they were quite expensive, but you're an adult, so you're not going to grow out of them, and also they will just fucking last you. Like, I
1: will probably just have those Doc Martens. It's like now, uh, I think cast iron forever. pans as well. That's another one. I'm, yeah. Te- I'm I'm really tempted to take the hit again. And go out and buy like a really expensive pan and a really expensive knife. Yeah, just yeah. I know they will last me for twenty years because I think it's um, uh, I forget the name of the author now. Who was it? Or like uh, oh fuck, someone's going to be annoyed. Terry Pratchett. Oh, okay. he's in one of in one of his novels. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about boots, and he says that a poor man, can, if you're a poor man, you could buy these boots for like two. Or whatever, like the universe thing is, yeah, yeah. And they will last you for six months, mm-hmm. and a man you will have to buy like ten pairs over yeah. the course of a year or something like that. Whereas if you're a rich man, you can pay fifty and buy a pair of boots that will last you for twenty times longer than the poor man. Yeah, yeah. And the whole point is like the rich man can afford, but the poor man has to buy the boots to work. He, he has to buy them up enough to buy the. He yeah, can't save. He can't save up enough to buy the expensive boots. Yeah. So in the long run, the poor man spends more. But because he the,
0: doesn't have that like capital at the start to spend yeah. on the expensive boots, he can't do it. Yeah.
1: And I think the joke at the end is in another in another in another universe, this would be called capitalism, but in this world <laughs> we just call it real life or something. Yeah. something like that. I'm probably misremembering it, but I distinctly recall it's um, a friend of mine like told me that anecdote mm. when I was talking like um in an over a pair of shoes and he told uh, me right, this okay. and I went oh you well mate. You can go buy that £5 pair of like slip-on shit shoes from Primark. Mm-hmm. You'll go through them in three months, Yeah. and you'll buy another pair. And over the course of like two, three years, you'll have spent more than if you have bought these now, and these will last you ten. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have Fair to be like, it to, like kicking and screaming. That's bad it, advice it, for someone. If you, and that's the thing, if you haven't got the money, it sounds like a real fucking insult. And we have got a friend who's done that before. You mm-hmm. know the friend I'm talking about? Where his advice was always the most patronising bullshit ever. Where um, if you ever complained, oh man, I'm really struggling. His advice would always be, and I'm not making this up, was all you need to do is get a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the, do you yeah. remember what I'm talking about now? Yeah, now I do, yeah. He thought, in his head, he thought he was giving you great advice. It's all oh, great, yeah. All That's you have the problem. to do is earn
0: more money. <laughs> Yeah, it's, all odd, you, it's that,
1: that. It's, it's that mentality of well all you, like, oh man I can't afford to do I like, go out this weekend all you need to do is earn more money well thanks mate that's great advice I'll go do that right now
0: I actually had that not long ago and I won't name the person but um, yeah. I was like oh you know I'm trying to figure out all this YouTube stuff and trying to work at like my, my job but like a restaurant and Ando's and etc etc and weighing up all these different options I've got and I just went well why don't you get a job that pays more <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I didn't no, think thanks. of that one. Oh. Thank you, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Conservative me. mind genius. Did you see that he tweeted that? A fucking idiot. No. He tweeted something out like saying something like, oh, man, just get a better job. The equivalent of just get a better job. Yeah. Or, get a job that the market deems has more value. Well, um, at some point, I oh, God, it's like, how can you be this stupid?
0: Do you remember when... Um, you've
1: never struggled for anything a day in your life and it shows. Yeah. I
0: don't know if you've ever like heard the anecdote or not, but when uh, the PlayStation 3 was revealed
1: and it oh, was yeah, revealed at $600 like seven, 700 pounds is so much stupid that like hat. the
0: base edition was $600 and PlayStation's response for it being
1: too expensive was get a second job <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh god that's that is just that is corporate speech. that like I have never struggled or wanted for anything in my life yeah and you can always tell with those kinds of people cuz that friend like as much as we dunker I might like, he had, I would say, a privileged upbringing in the sense that he never wanted for anything. Yeah, like, probably, he maybe yeah. Maybe he wanted stuff, but like, he was never a point in his life where his parents had to choose between, I'm going to buy you shoes for school or I'm going to buy food for the week. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I have been in that sin- uh, situation for like a brief period and then my parents, I think my, my dad managed to get a quite good job and my mum did as well. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was a period when that's what my childhood was. And as a result, I am very tight when it comes to money. And I say, it has been heard that Carl, <laughs> Carl
0: likes to be. um no, I'm not even thinking of the right frugal. word. Frugal, yeah. I'm a very frugal, frugal yeah. man.
1: I was about to say frivolous, and I was like, "You're definitely not frivolous." No, I'm the money. opposite of that, so that's why me spending that money on this sunglasses. It's not me bragging; it's me being proud of myself. For like, Manchester should just take that step because that is something I would never have dreamed of doing. You've pointed out a lot of
0: times on this podcast is that like, what what is Carl going to drink? The cheapest option?
1: Yeah, always. Because that's how I was, like, save as much money as you can. Because it's so, it's just spending money frivolously. Something that annoys me, and I can't mm. do it. I can never bring myself to do it. Um, I think that's always like a,
0: like a barrier in my head mentally, like because um, me and my girlfriend are like, saving for a house, and obviously that's not a position that like, everyone can be in. Exactly, yeah, and you've um, got to acknowledge that. Yeah, and you do, but we um, we ended up booking a trip to Disney. Um, not long ago, like going in a couple of months and it's just like, okay, we had to just take that step of, tell yourself you're allowed to spend some money because you can't yourself. just sit there in your house all of the time going, we need to save, we need to save. Because that will me-
1: mess you up. Like It does. And I, it took me a long time to like get away from that. But like I said, this friend, they ne- you can tell they never had that thing of, I need to save up to buy the thing. No, it was because, just, all I, all I get all the thing. All my, yeah, or my parents cannot aff- literally cannot afford the thing. Mm-hmm. And he, that's was his advice was, just get a better job. Yeah. So when we were like, umming and ahming about money at university, mm-hmm. it, his response would be just, why don't you just get, all you need to do is get a full-time job. So have you any idea how hard it is to go out there and get a fucking job? If, you, if you're if you a student with no fucking skills. Yeah, yeah. While he was getting a job via the university, via his course, that paid three times what an ordinary yeah. individual job would be. Or when I'd complain about being tired because I was working nights. Mm -hmm. And say, why don't you just get a different job? Because because all I'm qualified to do is pour fucking drinks. Yeah. And this is, and everywhere in town is not hiring because it's freshers. Mm hmm. And if I quit, they will replace me in five minutes with somebody else.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the thing is, like, as much as, you know, I'm an experienced, um, I'd say waiter, but an experienced, like, person within a restaurant, if I left my job, there would be like twenty different people snapping at the heels of me, waiting for that job.
1: Of course, yeah. Always, it's, it's, it's a good job. It's a good job for people who need that job. And um, I just distinctly recall sat in a conversation like, with this friend, like talking about stuff like that, and the answer would always oh, mate, get a better job. Like, I can't get, a, mate. It's, and one that got me, and I thought was, this is indicative of just, like the the lifestyle that I've led, of mm-hmm. not having. Um, uh, I don't want to say, well, it's not aversion, it's like, what's the word for like problems I'm thinking of? Uh, it's not problems, it's uh, like hurdles, I guess, maybe? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Just stumbling blocks terrible. in your life. Yeah. When I was talking about the nightclub job I worked and I was like, oh man, it's, uh, yeah, my boss yesterday, I had to go clean out the, uh, he made me stay like half an hour extra mm. to clean out this thing and then did not pay me for it and this friend goes, well, that's illegal. I was yeah, I know. Well, why don't you complain? Because I get fired. Well, that's yeah. illegal. I know it is. My boss knows it is, but it's not worth chasing that up. And if you have to go to like small claims court or something. Yeah, yeah. And he said he couldn't fathom, but, but that's illegal. And he goes, why would someone do something that's illegal? Because they'll get away with it. Um, but why don't you complain? Because I don't want to spend. I don't want to. One, I don't want to get fired. Two, I don't want to, after I've been fired, then have to chase this up for several months. Yeah, yeah. In small claims court and then get like. A couple hundred pounds. And let's it. face it, it, you'd
0: probably spend all of that money, if not more, just going through the fucking
1: courts anyway. Yeah. And he just couldn't understand that sometimes just you have to have that shit sandwich. Un- that's unfortunately, posi-
0: that's the... when you're in a position like that, you have to sometimes just bite your lip and take the shit, yeah.
1: Yeah, you have to eat that shit sandwich. Yeah. And he just In his head, he just goes, but why don't you complain? It's because I'll get fired. But they can't do that. They can, and they will. I actually because had... It's, um... it's at-will employment.
0: I had a, an argument in work with someone about this um, because, like, we got asked, well, we didn't ask, we, we got told we were staying like, a bit later to finish our, our closed jobs. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, like, it's a restaurant. We have to close the restaurant, make sure it's clean. And they you give us an me. estimate of, like, when we're going to finish. But we didn't do our jobs in time. So they're like, right, you need to stay longer than we thought. And we get paid for it and everything. And then someone was like, yeah, that's illegal. They told us we'd leave at X time. And I was like, "Well, that's great, but we haven't done our job, yeah. and we're still so going to get paid complain. for it." And they were like, "Yeah, but well, that's illegal." And I was like, "Well, you go and complain in the shop then. Like, you go yeah. do that. That's that's and up to you." But yeah, they'd at least like get disappointed or get fired or whatever. And it's just not it is, worth yeah. losing a job over the fact you have to stay at work for like half an hour. And it's
1: that thing of I know it's illegal. I know it's wrong. But you mm-hmm. can't do anything about it, and that's the position you're in. It's like that yeah. the, the poor man buying the boots; he has to buy the way. It's not fair. Of course, it's not. But he still has to buy the boots. He's got to work. He realizes it's bit, that
0: it's not fair, but yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got to do he's, it he's anyway. Got buy,
1: he's got to do it. You've got to eat that shit sandwich, and it's when you speak. When speaking to that friend, like people like that. Um, you can just tell like you've never had that moment where you've had to do something like this. Yeah, you've never had that thing of like I know it's wrong, I know this isn't fair, I know I'm being taken advantage of, but I have no fucking choice. I have to do this.
0: I'd rather and you've never like, been in that situation. I'd rather be in an something. unfair position where I still get paid than just yeah. have
1: no fucking job. And that's why I realise oh, because obviously university happens a lot where you meet people from different things like oh you had a. Um, your upbringing—you never had to have that moment. No. Of, um this is just not fair, but it's what happens mm-hmm. because you have just like, if like lucky to have it. And that's but the thing. I think, strange. like,
0: as much as we might come off as like really not liking that person, as you may no, have, good guy. like, as you've said already, they were a friend. And I think like meeting people, having different perspectives on life, is always a good thing. Yeah,
1: and I have this thing where I say, I think every person, even if they can afford not to, or they're in a position like that, they should go work a retail job. Yeah, they I should. Think every, I think every person, like I think when you're in university or you're studying, that every person should work that because you get such an appreciation for the shit they have to put up with. Yeah. And every person I've ever known who's worked as a bartender or a waiter or in a restaurant or in retail, I said, I am never mean, or I never yell, or I never get like huffy with anyone working those jobs because I understand how bad they are. And that's the thing and is, can,
0: I used to find a lot more frustration with people working in those jobs. And then as soon as I did got it. one myself, it is so humbling to be in that position where you're like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, this is how it is. And now I, understand. Like I said, you can tell when people have not had that experience. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's not annoying, but it's frustrating. Well, what I am um, when I, you hear people complain about like service staff are so fucking yeah. slow today. We're well, not slow; it's just you're taking a while to get served because it's fucking busy. I do remember
0: this one time. Um, someone was waiting for a table at our restaurant. Yes, and they waited like five, ten minutes and got very frustrated and left. And the words they said to me were, "You need more staff," and I just said, "I know." And they left. I was like, I'm well aware of this situation.
1: I just have to fucking stand here and deal with the shit. Yeah. My favourite one is, um, cause like I said, I worked in like silver service, so I had like mm-hmm. higher end customers, so which means like you know bigger knobheads. Yeah. And the one that I remember is it was a lady and she got the wrong meal, which happens. Mm-hmm. So it was the the meal she ordered, but she like special ordered like no potatoes. Or oh something yeah. Something like yeah. that, and it came out with this thing. Cause the chef's plum forgot, which happens. Yeah. And I, I go, I didn't want this on my plate, but I'm terribly sorry, we'll go replace it. And I remember the worst she me, this treatment is appalling. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, like, if this is the worst thing that's happened to you, your life's pretty fucking good, love. Yeah. Like, if this, for you, is a day-ruining event, <laughs> well, then you have to, to wait a minute easy. for this nice, lovely food that you're not paying for, because this is an event that your work is paying for, mm-hmm. to be served to you, your life's going pretty good, and you've got. And you should be thankful for this. It's like now, yeah. this is appalling, and that ruined her day, and she complained the entire time. No, I had. Um, like, they let one, that ruin their day.
0: Yeah, I worked silver service one day, and just went nope, no. Nope, yeah. And again, <laughs> I said
1: if that lady had worked one day, like even just one day, in a restaurant or behind the t- uh, the till at mm. McDonald's, they would never have said that. No, and I just think everyone or most people should at least have like that working that just like that job that people see as being at the bottom of the rung to realize like, you know, Oh yeah, totally. a necessary function of society and the people who work these jobs are fucking saints. Cause, Cause at the end of the, the day, it's like,
0: Oh, you can work, you know, a nice job and have lots of money. But at the end of the day, if we're like not working jobs like that, where are you going to go to have a nice experience and spend that money?
1: You're still going to need someone to like, you know, yeah. serve you at a shop. You're exactly. still going to need someone to stack shelves. And you shouldn't look down on those jobs because you seem to be less known. So like, if yeah, anyone is actually...
0: listening who is like, a
1: young listener or like has kids or whatever... Or they work one of those jobs, you are a goddamn oh, hero. No, and you, you work are. ten times harder than anyone who complained about you. First life. thing
0: I was going to say, though, is... Go and get a job as early as possible because I waited till I was like out of uni and like 20 and it was very hard to get employed as like a 20-year-old. I'd say just when you're like 16 or old enough to work in whatever country you're in, just go and get a job.
1: Plus as well, it's really good when you're like 15, 16 and you're balling. Even yeah. if you're only getting like 80 quid a week for like one or two shifts and you rock up and you've got 80 quid and you go to cinema and everyone's there with like their four pound. So they, <laughs> like the exact amount of change that they borrowed off their mum and they've got like the bag of crisps they snuck out of the fridge, and you rock up and you are like, fuck it, yeah. Gonna get me an hot dog, some nachos, you <laughs> sit <laughs> like a king. That's the like thing is like baller. a lot
0: of um, my paycheck in work obviously goes to like my rent and my bills and stuff. When you're like 16 and living with your parents, you yeah, just have it. that money. That is your spend. That's your money.
1: Do it. Live you're it. You're rocking
0: enjoy it up it. with like £150 paycheck every week or whatever.
1: That's £150. You'll probably have more money than you will in like ten years. As yeah, yeah exactly. out, in ten years' time. So then the rest of it will go to rent yep so and you know what
0: it. don't save it just spend it on ridiculous shit and make your mates feel be bad that,
1: be that baller because <laughs> when you move out you got to pay rent yep. tight, that sucks pay rent sucks I hate it oh man I've got to start looking for a new place soon I'm well not looking forward to it oh, oh yeah me. you were saying about this so you've yeah, like
0: what? managed to plonk a trip to Japan right in the middle of when you are meant to <laughs> move yeah I was
1: supposed to I go uh, I, I was talking about this Our Carl can spending money booked a trip to Japan I should point out that I got this trip, as I do with everything in life, on the cheap. Because I know yeah. someone who is in Japan, and they work as a teacher or something over there. Mm-hmm. And they said, as part of my profession, I get cheap Airbnbs. Oh, so okay. I can stay in the city for conferences and stuff like that. they live on the outskirts, and when they go to see, the city, they say, you get discounts. Yeah. So they have managed to book me a very cheap Airbnb in the city. They speak the language, and they have booked me a taxi from the airport to the <laughs> Airbnb and they will show me around and show me to where all the cheap places are. So i'm basically getting a native speaking tour guide to go there and they yeah, even all getting me book like the a tickets
0: guided tour of wherever you are in japan yeah
1: and they even went to the effort of letting me uh, booking help me book the tickets in japanese because in yen it was 100 pounds cheaper <laughs> and i said to myself i'd be stupid to turn down this opportunity because i have the money to pay for it yeah exactly because of this, and i know in three years time youtube's gonna be dead we're not gonna record, for a start this podcast is not gonna be recorded <laughs> because that's the nature of youtube And I, uh, my dad told me son save as much as you can but if you get opportunities take them because mm-hmm. you'll in five years time the last thing you're gonna be thinking is oh man i sure i'm glad i turned down that trip to japan yeah i yeah. sure i'm glad i had an extra 500 pounds because you know what you'd rather have? You'd rather have the memories. And it oh, sounds yes, like totally. a really sad thing. But my dad said, it, look, son, you can always get more money. You can always go back working. I know what you like. If you get another job and work in a bar again, you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Because you'll just go, you'll live that life. Because you're simple. You're simple. You have your video games and your night out once a week and your takeaway. That's all you need. So take this opportunity. And I hate traveling and stuff like that. Well, I have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because I realized that. Because I hated spending money. I never really did anything. It was like a three-year period where I looked back and said, what did I actually do during that three years? Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't think of a single thing I did that I had taken a photograph of because yeah. it was interesting enough to warrant a photograph and I, that's really depressing. So I booked a trip to China to go see my friend. Oh, yeah, year. I remember that, yeah, yeah. Again, on the cheap because he said he'd pick me up from the airport and show me around. <laughs> and that's how you did it. So I, t- I did the best of both worlds where I'm taking the opportunities but I'm still doing it my way of saving money and being a tight ass.
0: Two you know, Carl. Two you know.
1: It is, yeah. It's all about it's like um, friends.
0: I friends. your friends and important people. Um, so it's actually like my mum's ex at this point. Uh, yeah. But he always said to me, one piece of advice, make friends with a taxi driver. Always. Because one of his best mates that he went golfing with and stuff was a taxi driver. And at like a drop of a heart he'd send him a text. And he knows he worked like every fucking day. Like he worked his ass off as a taxi driver. Yeah, and every single time it was just like, drop him a text half an hour later.
1: Yeah, mate, I'll come pick you up. I'll drop you we off had, whatever. Yeah, we had that because uh, my friend Adam, he's the guy who lives in China. He is, mm. he's not academically inclined. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd, he'd be like uh, big grudge me saying because so we he went to university and he was not a great student. Yeah, like, I helped him a lot of his course because he just, um, just drank all the time, and to be fair, <laughs> I did too. But I like learning. And we ended up, funny enough, getting the same uh, grade in our degree. Oh, well, wow. one. Yeah, because he basically did his dissertation the day before and he sent it to me, and I essentially just rewrote it oh, and no. sent it in. Carl, maybe um, you should have
0: like, spent more time on your degree,
1: not yours. Yeah, no, it's fine. Too, we've both got a two ones, it's fine. Yeah, um, two one is what you want. And his thing, though, is he is, he's not academically, but he is so socially aware of everything. Like mm-hmm. He walks into a room and he makes friends with everybody there and he just yeah, has this, yeah. this knack. Like Horace Slughorn, showing like Harry Potter says he has a knack for picking the students who are going to be successful. Yeah. He just has a knack for making friends with the most advantageous person possible. Yeah. And like fair. he's come back for a week from China this week mm-hmm. and he said, oh, what did you, oh, what did you do yesterday? Because I bumped into him. I went out for a meal with him. I went, oh, I, was, I just went out in town. But on your own? Went, oh yeah, I was uh, seeing people that I know. And he turns out that he knows a person who works in nearly every single bar. Oh, God. So all he did is, and I was out with him, you walk around, you go into a bar, he knows the guy behind the bar, he knows the manager. Yeah. Because obviously when he worked there and he knew them when they were working behind the bar, now they manage the place. Mm-hmm. And he drinks for free and he gets in for free and he doesn't have to queue for anything. Yeah. And it's the same thing. said That is so, he's, again, in university, he made friends with a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. And whenever we went on a night out, this taxi driver would pick us up. Yeah. Drivers too, and like when you're a student who's struggling for money, that's a fucking godsend. Oh, it is, yeah. Getting a lift, you're saving yourself basically five quid. You're getting yourself an extra drink, or you're getting yourself your takeaway for the night. And he made friends mm-hmm. like takeaway um, people and everything. Oh God. And when he's he over, China, he's he doing. Friend, yeah, that's it. And that is his skill. And I say that's his number one thing because he's just so just charismatic, mm-hmm. and because he doesn't. Like he doesn't try and take advantage of it. It's just he sees the people as friends. They want to do him favours. They want to like, you know, help him out and get him free drinks. Well, that's the thing. You because always he doesn't want expect to do something. He's just a nice guy.
0: You always want to do something for the nice person that ever asks anything of you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like if you've got a friend
0: just... that is freeloading off you and constantly asking you for things, that just becomes resentment. Whereas if you just got, oh, this is a cool guy. I want to do something cool for him.
1: Yeah, you bump it. And the thing is, I've gotten... Free drinks and stuff like that just by knowing him, yeah. Because I've gone into bars and go, You're Adam's mate, aren't you? Says, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, have you seen him with oh, eyes in China? Gotta tell you what, I'll just come here and they give me a free drink just because I know him. <laughs> because and again, because I'm not going in expecting to get it, yeah. But because you go in and say, I remember you, and you can't, I, I went and I try and take his lead with anything, mm-hmm. and I always try and say hello to everybody and try as much as I can. As like, I'm not very, I'm like they're quite inversive when it comes to that sort of thing, but I always try and. Say hello And I, The one thing is, one thing I always ask is, "How are you?" Yeah, I get so pissed off when people don't ask how you are, and yeah. I find it very like when you. Because I, I remember it once where I was to so my dad's quite similar, where he still sends a birthday card and a Christmas card to every single member of my mum's family. Oh, okay. Even though they've been divorced for fifteen years. Yeah, Yeah. And I asked him why, you, and he still sends like a fiver to that nieces and nephews that he's never met, yeah. Uh, from like my cousins who he knew as kids, who've now grown up and had kids of their own, and he sends their, like their children, a card from Uncle Stuart, even though yeah. he's never met them with a fiver in it. And I asked him why, I said, "Son, it's always it's a lot harder to be it's uh, it's harder to be mean than it is to be nice." Mm-hmm. And it just means that wherever he go, and I remember it's the way I summed it up is, um, when we grew up on our estate as a kid. Um, and the way, do uh, you kick a ball, a ball into someone's garden? Oh yeah. And people will walk up and like if it's an if it's the old man who comes out and yells at you, you'll yeah. go up and you'll kick, you won't give a shit. You'll jump over his fence. You'll trample his mm-hmm. flowers and all that crap because you don't care. Do you? He's, got, he's gonna yell at me anyway. Who gives a shit? He's, an, he's, oh, a, yeah. he's just an old man and he's just angry with the world. Mm-hmm. My dad always made sure that whenever like kids were out playing, he'd always go out say, "Oh, do you want to drink, lads?" Or he'd make sure like he'd go out and like uh, when we were playing. He'd always like bring ice pops and stuff like that. Silly little things like that. But yeah, yeah. everyone ended up liking him. So if a ball went in our garden, people were oh no, that's Stu's house. Knock on his door.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or Be respectful. Like, Don't yeah. jump over his fence, like sneak into his house and shit like this.
1: No, just knock on my door because you know Stu's in, he'll let you do it.
0: Whereas I actually had this, like we had like the the typical old grumpy man on our road. And it was, we used to play football, like, on the street, you know, because we had nowhere else to go. We were kids. Mm-hmm. And if you kick the ball, like, on his front lawn or whatever or behind, it'd be like, oh, I'm popping your ball. Yeah. I'm coming out. I'm trying to get that ball before you. So I can stab it. So with I can stab it. it and make sure that you have no fun. And,
1: and it's like, when you you know you're a what? kid as well, the kid who has the ball, like, usually there is one ball. Yeah, on so our normally. On our estate, there is one, like, basically we used to have to play with a penny floater and there was the kid who had the good ball. Yeah, yeah. And you could only play football if that kid came out. Exactly, yeah. And if that ball got pops, it's like, his parents that by buy him enough. it's 15 quid. Yeah. We can't afford 15, like that was his birthday present. Mm-hmm. And now we can't have another, we haven't got another football, so we've got nothing to do.
0: Exactly. And it's just one of those of like, every time we kicked the ball, it would be, shit, run as quickly as possible, trample all over his flowers and his front lawn and stuff and get them all as quickly as you can because you don't want him to go and ruin it. But, yeah, like, my, if you yeah. ever kicked it into, like, the lawn of somebody who's, like, nice and respectful, it'd just be like, oh, hiya, like, sorry, do you mind if we just grab the ball and we'll be careful and not, not destroy anything? And it's, it's always, always easier to be nice, I should say.
1: Yeah. That's what my dad said. And, like, it sh- it, obviously, that's, like, a minor example of it. But no one ever trampled our flowers. No, nope. Ever. Like, when it came thing- to, like, Halloween, it's, like, your egging night and stuff like that. No one ever yeah. egged our house. No one ever like threw shit in the garden mm-hmm. because everyone knew. Oh, Stu's house. Why would you do that? Stu's nice, and obviously and anyone who, and anyone who did, obviously will be ostracised like in the child way. Yeah, will be ostracised by that and that going goal. Mm-hmm. and then they get the ball kicked <laughs> as hard as possible, and they'd soon learn. You go with the group mentality of that. Yeah, but yeah. so I've tried to like take that event and I'm, seeing it in action with my mate, over is, in a country that he doesn't live in. Just yeah, that's thriving, true. thriving and succeeding. Based just on his pure force of personality. Because people mm-hmm. just want... People like him, so they want to do things for him. Mm-hmm. It's great.
0: But I was going to say, like, I do think... That the um, the mentality of it's always easier to be nice isn't necessarily true. But it does make your life easier in general. Yes. Like, it. sometimes it's really hard to bite your tongue... Swallow the pill and just be a nicer person. Like... Take yep. the higher road, and I acknowledge that sometimes really fucking hard,
1: but it will make your life easier. One hundred. My dad is he is one hundred percent that, and he always says, "Son, if anyone insults you, just say thank you very much." And I don't really listen to that much in person. I do but <laughs> like, online. It's like fuck off. It's easier that way because it's like yeah. sarcasm doesn't cross online. But he always says, like in person, just smile. Like, yeah. It's When I took that advice when I was at work, if anyone ever yelled at me, just smile and be overly apologetic because there's no way. The, the more apologetic and, like, you know, um, toady you are towards them and, like, being like, oh anything to please, like, customer is king, I will yeah. sort this out for you right now, the worse they look. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he says he does his job, he, um, like, works in social care, so he yeah. gets a lot of people yelling at him. Of like, course. He, yeah. he, has to, he has to, like, go to court and stuff like that, and he'll get, like, angry parents yelling at him. Mm. How dare you tell me? He's like, I'm, it's for the welfare of the child. And he just says that. It's for the welfare of the child. I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. But I hope you have a lovely day. I'm here to help. Yeah, here's my number. And they just I screw up, but they're the ones who come out looking worse. Yeah, kill them with kindness. This is such a good idea, but I can't do it. I mean, I, I I'm love doing too, it. I'm too, I'm too cynical. I can do it at work when I put oh, on yeah. that facade of being I am customer service man. Mm-hmm. In real life, it's really hard, and I have to um, admit I'm disappointing my dad a little bit by uh, not <laughs> doing it as much as I probably should. See, I think especially I'm, I'm, when it comes to online,
0: I'm certainly better at it in work. I'm all right outside of work, but I'm not a person like. People in work come to me if they've got like, a bad customer, and they'll be like, oh, you know, this guy's being a bit of a dickhead, or this guy's giving me some troubles. Can you go have a word with them? And I just revel in going over with like, a massive grin on my face. Because they hate like, it. It annoys oh, them hi. so much. How are you? Is everything okay? And they're like, oh, no. It's my like favorite
1: the, is being sarcastic when they go, yeah. there's a problem with my food. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I love that one. Well, I used to love doing that that was a personal favourite of mine All right, how do you how do you want me to fix this oh my, my food's cold I'll yes. fix that for you right away sir mm-hmm. well, what, well this, is, this is unacceptable you are 100% correct sir I'll bring my manager we'll sort this right now yeah. I will move heaven and earth to fix this meal for you mm-hmm. I don't like your tone am I not being happy enough <laughs> and they're the ones who come off looking like an yeah. like At work, I think I could distance myself, and it's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm putting on a front for the people that I'm oh, yeah, serving. Course, yeah. So it's a lot easier. It's like basically it's acting. Mm-hmm. I treat yeah. it as acting. I used it as um, uh, staging for when I was going to do like stand up and stuff. Oh uh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, to help me get over nerves because I yeah. was I was really nervous. My I was like, is like, in front of crowds.
0: Worst thing is that like, I I I performed a lot as like a teenager. Did uh, a lot of youth theater and stuff, and it just—I don't think you ever get over that like feeling of talking in front of a crowd. It's, a, like, yeah, it's, well. that, it's very hard.
1: I, I had to get over that. Like I, I got over, over I...
0: it. I wasn't nervous. But I again, still felt ter- again, different. terrible
1: advice. That's yeah. the advice. Isn't it? Oh, I'm nervous for the crowd. We'll get over it. Yeah. But will anything though ever be the one of oh um, I'm really depressed. Ooh, feel better get better <laughs> is that will, will anything ever beat that i forget what it is now it's like when people say they're depressed people say well don't be that's it it's oh, i feel depressed don't be so fucking i never thought of that fantastic I, um, mate i feel so much better thank you
0: i had a conversation with someone recently okay um, and it was oh um so like my friend hasn't been there for me recently so like, i messaged them and was like, what the hell is going on? Like, we haven't seen each other, whatever. And it was, uh the friend responded, oh, you know, I'm in a bit of a bad place. Um, you know, I've just been wanting time to myself a bit. Sorry if I haven't been, like, as open with you. And, you know, like, I'm not in a good space. Yeah, and their I response was... My headspace right now. Their, right. their response is, how unreasonable are they being? I'm in a bad space. I need them. So are they. It was like, so are they. They've just said that. And I, I was trying a, to explain to this person, they're not being there for you, because but you're, you're not, not being there, there for them, yeah. them either.
1: It's a complete inability to see things from another person. It's like a lack of empathy. Yeah. And it goes back to that friend I said, like you could not see why sometimes you have to eat that shit sandwich. Mm-hmm. So he, because you've never been in that situation, you can't empathise with someone in that situation. Oh, it's and just uh, baffling. it's like that one oh I feel depressed. Don't be. Yeah. Well, that's not how it fucking works, is it? It's like, what can I do to help you? Can't. That's what depression is.
0: Yeah. Like, oh. Well, uh, my dad turned around to me once and was like, "Oh, like you, you, you know, you say you're uh, having troubles at the moment and etc." And I won't get into it, but and then it was like, "But you seem happy when I see you." That's like see oh my dad. Because like, <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing my dad and like, I like to put on like, you know. A happy facade when I'm in front of people and like.
1: Also, there's the reason they call it like the invisible illness, which yeah, you don't see.
0: Exactly, it's like just because someone's smiling doesn't mean they're like completely happy and content in life.
1: I think I had that one once. Do so, you know, when I had the whole thing in the comments, and it basically really got me down. Yeah, yeah. And so I think someone said to me, "It's like, but you look so happy in all your videos." So it's almost like comedians suffer terribly. <laughs> and every, every, it's almost like all comedians just are inherently like like unhappy people, and that's yeah. why they try and make people laugh. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a single story about a comedian out there where they don't have some sort of neuroses or some anxiety about some aspects of their personality. Like you to be a comedian, there has to be a part of you that just thinks critically about yourself. Oh yeah, that's totally. why you try yeah, That's why you express it outwards, and actually, so um, a lot of the
0: time it is I. Like I'm not happy with myself, so I'm gonna to try to make other people happy.
1: Yeah, that's the way it does. But that's um, it's a famous one. That's why like um, a lot of comedians are so famously just like depressed. Well,
0: obviously like Robin Williams, not is famous, like, yeah, famous yeah, example. He's the yeah. most
1: pertinent one. And it's the old, Pag- it's, the, it's the Pagliacci one. Like, I'll go see the great clown Pagliacci. He'll cheer you right up. It's like, but I am Pagliacci. And oh. it's just there is there is definitely a link you can draw straight between comedians and being unhappy. But well, that's a bit of a depressing subject.
0: Here's a little way. bit. Yeah.
1: Way hey, way hey, way hey. I mean uh, we're I taking we quite a deep it.
0: dive this podcast. Yeah, before. i dunno,
1: we're talking we talked about like John Wick. And then all, all the of a matrix. sudden we got into quite a serious subject. But you know yeah that's the nature of a podcast. That is. It's the nature of unimprovised. Unimprovised? Unimprovised improvised. <laughs> yeah, unimprovised is kind of a, a oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah. Which is probably one of my favourite words. I love the word oxymoron. I want oh, to yeah. use it more, but it's only for very specific circumstances.
0: I love um, juxtaposition as well. That's, juxtaposition a, that's a good one. I like juxtaposition.
1: I like connotations. You know what? Con- I love the connotations connotations one, like... is a fun one. Yeah, there's some good ones. But I do love the word juxtaposition. Yeah. I like, oh juxtapose next to this because I used to do a lot of media, and they always mm. like the juxtaposition of blank in the frame with this in the frame, and then the connotations of it. Oh, man, I love that stuff. Love I like that shit so much. Makes you make me feel like such a smart-ass. You say I it. never
0: use the word juxtaposed as much as when I studied poetry of love in sixth form for a year. Yeah,
1: I use a lot in media. Yeah. When you're studying my um, like frame composition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is a subject that I studied purely for fun. Because I like the language of film. I think the language of film is a fascinating thing. We never actually got onto it. So we'll go back to it to end on but the Matrix, all the little details they put in. I talked about the fighting style. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. I, I never talked about um, one of my favourite parts of the movie. It's something. because I'm guessing a lot of people now are, you know, all about the Matrix. Go rewatch the first one. And something I want people to look out for, this is some homework for people, mm-hmm. is rewatch every scene set inside the Matrix and look at people's clothing. And um, don't watch. Don't go get the Blu-ray because for the Blu-ray they fixed this, not realising oh, yeah, it was supposed no. to be intentional. And it is every single item of clothing has a green tint to it. Oh, and people, right, okay. And a lot of people think that it's something they put it in post production or mm-hmm. they did it with the lens. And it turns out, no, everything on set was just dyed green. Oh, I love stuff and, like that. And like, do you know um, Keanu Reeves' shirt? He's wearing a white shirt. Yeah. What they did is they put it through a green wash, many thousands, like loads and loads and loads of times. And then washed it so it was white. So it's white with a green tint. Oh, okay. And they did that with every single item of clothing and everything. So everyone's clothes were washed with green dye just a little bit. It's so like his white shirt is a little bit green. So everything in the Matrix just has this weird artificial, like non-realistic tint. That's thing. really cool. And then in a Blu-ray version of the Matrix, I think they fixed this for another Blu-ray release. But there's a Blu-ray release out there where they took this out. Not realising it's <sighs> intentional to show you the art. So what they did is they colour corrected it. Yeah. So everything in the Matrix looks like it does in the real world. Yeah, so it's not yeah. got the green tint anymore. Despite the fact the green tint <sighs> is supposed to be there to represent it the Matrix. Was
0: some- yeah, it was something put in intentionally that took a lot of work. And they just went, yeah. oh, the color's a bit off. We'll just change that. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Yeah. And Probably spent
0: hundreds about- of hours of yeah, hard yeah. work dyeing all these fucking clothes and then yeah, someone, some little chuckle thought goes, oh, the colour's a bit off on that.
1: Yeah, and it's something I'm guessing almost nobody knew because I no, one heard really, no one talks about that. It's um, I discovered it when I was researching The Matrix and just happened upon an interview with the costume designer and she just casually mentioned that, oh, if you watch the film, you'll notice that everyone's suit has a green tint to it and that's mm. not an effect. That was done practically. We just dyed everyone's clothes. We'd put everything through a green wash. Just to give it that slight hint that hue so everything just looks a little bit artificial
0: yeah i really love like watching interviews and stuff or like reading in, um reading details of production of we took this really simple thing that could have been like sorted in post production and just absolutely went wholehearted like you know created it physically and whatnot it well, could have been effects, a, a change in post for VFX that took yeah, like literally. ten fucking seconds, or you know what? Fuck it. We spent two hundred hours doing
1: this instead. Yeah, we we washed every single person's clothes like green to make them all have a weird green tint. Yeah, because and watching really cool like
0: thing. um for example, the um, Lord of the Rings film are quite famous for not actually like shooting um. The like scene separately or anything like that, they shot yeah, all, everything false perspective. with force perspective to make the hobbits look smaller. They didn't just yeah, the, change the height or take two different shots and clip them together.
1: They made what they did
0: for the hobbit, yeah,
1: which is why the hobbit actually looks worse than the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. because everything's just CGI because so they fix yeah. it all. And there's the uh, one of my like a fact I like about the Lord of the Rings is that every single piece of armor was constructed by an armorer. Mm-hmm. And they went to the effort of all of the orcs. If you look at the battle scenes with the orcs, like so the three seconds you see them at night in the rain, yeah. And if you look at their helmets, they all wear different helmets. I was going to say because be-
0: weren't like every single every single orc was like modelled and the armor and stuff was slightly different every single yeah.
1: one. But and this is the connotations that you supposed to have. See, I'm using that word there. Is all the different armour, it's because it's supposed to be a unified army of orcs. obviously Sauron brings the army together. He mm-hmm. unites like, you know, the uh, the like all the orcs together. Yeah. Um, they wear armour from different places mm-hmm. because the idea is they scavenged it off whatever battlefield they happen to be on. Yeah. So some of them are wearing scavenged elven armour, some of them wearing scavenged dwarven armor, some of them wearing scavenged human armour.
0: And obviously the all of them are like armor in different extents as well because yep. some of them just have like a couple of bits and yeah, so like it's literally shit they picked ornamental. up off the
1: floor and have just strapped over themselves. Yeah, and that's what it looks like. It's indicative of that. And then you've got other orcs who wear like more ornamental stuff, and it's supposed to represent within orc and culture like how high regarded they are, whether like a tribal chief or something like that. Yeah, and it's yeah. never mentioned in the film. But if you look at the armor, scene, you can look at crowd shots mm-hmm. and see, okay, that's the leader, or that guy was on a battlefield with dwarves because he's wearing scavenged armor. Exactly. Banana.
0: Yeah. And it's little details like that which really like bring the world alive, and that's the kind of stuff that was extremely missing in, i should say, the Hobbit trilogy of yeah. the the giant CGI. Well, the
1: example I use is copy and the, paste the battle, armies. The Battle for the Five Armies. And mm-hmm. uh, they literally, if you go to the Battle of Helm's Deep, and you had like five hundred extras dressed in elven armor, which was gilded, and it's like if you go look at the behind the scenes photos, like those things look immaculate. They look like a piece oh, yeah. of art elven stuff is supposed to be, like, they've had a, a lifetime. They live forever. Mm-hmm. They've perfected yeah. the craft of armoury and, like, all that shit. So all their bows and arrows and their quivers are just immaculately perfect. Yeah, exactly. 500 extras dressed in that all stood in the rain. And mm-hmm. then you go to the Battle of the Five Armies and it's literally the CGI copy-pasted soldier over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's like and it's a, the same 10 CGI models just over no, it's the and same over same
1: over. It's the same guy. Is it the same guy? It's the same guy copy-pasted a thousand times. Oh, God. And they, because it looks so out of place because they jostle him. One of them gets jostled mm. and two, they both move in the same way.
0: Oh, yeah. There's nothing cool. like that. Um, so, like, the Lord
1: of the Rings did use CGI and do you want to know one of my, we can end on this, this is an amazing fact. Um, they did use a lot of real people, a lot of extras, but for some of the larger battle scenes, they had to program something. Um, it was a special program they built to um, oh, okay. simulate battles. Mm-hmm. And the orc and all the soldiers in this route like program had rudimentary programming what they would do or how they react to a certain thing. Okay. And in early cuts of battle scenes, they were confused because they kept looking and seeing that some soldiers just ran away, <laughs> and they couldn't figure out why. They're like, why? It said whenever, like, um, I think it was like the Riders of Rohan when they arrive. Hmm. When they arrive, some soldiers just ran away, and there was a joke amongst the staff like, oh no, the orc they've gained sentience. And they're going yeah, away because yeah. so they're scared. And it turns out their programming was to run in a straight line until they encountered another, like um, digitised enemy and then fight, and then it would be predetermined who'd win and what happened and what movements they'd do. Oh. Okay. But sometimes obviously if the army they were fighting, say if they were like, you know, cavalry charge, mm-hmm. they run too fast, and their line of sight would get missed. So some soldiers would just keep running <laughs> and it looked like they were running away from the battlefield scared. <laughs> and that to me is fucking hilarious. Because it just sh- they said some battle scenes was like so funny. Because you just see orcs in the distance just running away into the distance screaming while spoiling <laughs> their swords around looking for non-existent enemies. Oh, God. And I just think that's a really funny image of people like watching the uh, the dailies or something like that. Oh, here's the CGI rough cut for this battle scene. And Peter Jackson sat there in like full Sauron armour as I presume he walks around all day <laughs> just watching why the orcs fleeing? Oh, God. Because I, I want them to leave that in just so you could keep an eye out for the ones in the background. Like that... But you um, know
0: what? Like, as we were talking about earlier, when you see, like, Legolas, like, slide down an elephant, fucking mammoth elephant or whatever, you take see down, take like, 20 kill, people, yeah. and the fucking massive elephant that you have is, like, yeah. your
1: trump card. If you see him take out a Moomakill with one arrow, no, I think he fires three arrows at once, Oh, he takes Moomer out kill, yeah. a Moomakill single-handedly... I will run away. Yeah.
0: I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. When Gimli and Legolas are competing of how many kills yes. they get, I will... When,
1: yeah, when they are making sport out of killing <laughs> you and your comrades, that is an opponent you do not want to fight. No, you fucking run away. I was hoping they'd leave that in because when I heard about that I went, oh, that'd be so funny. I watched the battle scenes again and that they took it out. Oh, yeah. I wanted it to be like that um, extra in Star Wars. You're know, the one who hits his head? Oh, yeah, yeah. The famous... If people don't we talk about just type in Star Wars or Stormtrooper hits head. And it's um, the first or second Star, uh, Star Wars The uh, First movie. one. New Hope, an yeah. E- yeah. an extra walking through a door because the Stormtrooper outfits you couldn't see. He walks out and he hits his head on the door frame. Mm-hmm. And no one noticed until years later. Because obviously when you watch it in the cinema, you only watch it once. Yeah, yeah, And years later on the DVD release, people finally noticed this extra hit his head. And people found it hilarious. And rather than in the uh, special editions, they re- they took out every mistake, didn't they? Oh, near and enough. They put yeah. so much shit in. Rather than edit him out, they added a sound effect of like a boink. Yeah, they just added like. His oh! <laughs> yeah, they put it in. So they made it canon that like this stormtrooper just hit yeah. his head like a fucking jackass. <laughs> he just walks in and goes, ah. Oh! Of all the stuff they fixed, I'm glad they left that in. Yeah. yeah. I love it when they leave shit like that. like the famous one from Lord of the Rings is. Um, Vigo Mortison when he kicks the helmet and he screams out in anguish. At, like, oh yeah, uh, Boromir dying—it's because Vigo Mortison broke his fucking toe. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to go to the bathroom now, Lucas. So I need to apologise for that, but I was rocking backwards and forwards for the past like twenty minutes <laughs> thinking. I can, we should probably end the podcast so I can go for a piss, but I really want to talk about this Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah. I love that story. So Isn't that so good? Oh, no, it is, The, the, yeah. the orcs ran away, and then we got on to like leaving stuff into movies. So, have you got any examples of that? Oh uh, Well, like actually, on? in Lord
0: of the Rings, I was going to mention, um, Okay, in The Fellowship of the Rings, around the time Boromir dies, there's like a panning shot across like dead orcs, and there's just a little bit that's left in where you can see one of the orcs just start to sit up <laughs> you just it because, cuts past him just starting to sit up like halfway through a fucking crunch oh is that because he was waking up or he, actor, he thought he, he was, thought the shot the was finished. actor was like getting up thinking he was off screen oh man
1: I love when shit like that happens and, and it's like just like, like that little orcs.
0: shot of him like half getting up before it pans away from him
1: just becoming the undertaker yeah. I'm not finished yet sitting <laughs> up like that we well, in the Lord of the Rings again the famous one that everyone's probably heard about is um, The Knife that gets thrown at Bor- um, Viggo Mortensen. Um, what's his character called now? I forget. I don't know Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, Aragorn. What's his Aragorn. Yeah, the knife that gets thrown at him by the orc. It mm. was supposed to hit the tree behind him. The, oh, the, it was right. a real knife, and the actor or the stunt man playing the like the Uruk-hai who throws it was a knife thrower, mm. but the makeup was so heavy he couldn't see. So he just threw it at Vigo Mortensen, and Vigo Mortensen deflected it in real life with his sword. <laughs> and the clang that you hear is the real noise of oh his metal God. real sword hitting the real metal dagger going towards his head. Jesus Christ! So he actually deflected it in real life, like an absolute boss. Can you imagine that story? That
0: can you imagine like the the difference if he didn't have those reflexes? Like, or like um, Vigo Mortensen like dies on set after. Knife thrower just like impales him in the face.
1: Well, apparently, he was like super into it, and I love that they left that in because he stayed in character as he did it as well. Because there are moments like that I've been ruined, yeah. which I'll talk about in a step. But um, yeah, Vigo Morrison, he was super, super dedicated, and he mm-hmm. said that he bought the horse that he rode on because he got so oh, yeah, attached yeah. to it. And He would walk around all the time with his sword mm-hmm. around his waist, around like the little New Zealand villages that was nearby, and the police were basically told to ignore him. So they kept getting called that <laughs> crazy man with a sword. Yeah, and they said no, it's just Vigo Mortensen. He's in character. Oh, fair um, enough. There's a story about Peter Jackson spoke to him for half an hour, mm. referring to him as Aragon, and Vigo Mortensen never corrected him, and he only realised after the fact I kept calling him Aragon. And he said, "No, I was in character. It's fine." <laughs> and I just think that's fucking hilarious. And I am. Um, was... I do have one example of like
0: keeping character that I love. Okay, go for it. And um, it is in Django Unchained, and you probably know that the bit I'm referring to.
1: Yeah, it's where... To uh, explain it, yeah, I know this one So, yeah, I'm this
0: totally is ridiculous. um Leonardo DiCaprio. He's, um, like, a sleeve owner. um And he's like, a very intimidating character. And he's having, like, a really, like, creepy speech. And he um, gets a glass and he, like, slams it on the table. But the glass just, like, shatters in his hand.
1: Yeah, and instead of going, you know what?
0: Ring. A glass has just shattered in my hand. Let's cut. He just keeps in character gets the blood on his hand and then just wipes it across one of the other characters' faces as well yeah. and just Leonardo, incorporates Leonardo
1: it into the fucking scene. He stayed in character the entire time. Like yeah. what? And the example I have for someone not doing that and fucking up the shot, like that orc who just sat up, <laughs> and it's the only shot they had, is um, in Alien Resurrection. Mm. There's the famous scene of Sigourney Weaver's character, like Ellen Ripley, mm-hmm. throws the basketball over her head. Oh, okay. And it lands in the basket. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver did that for real. She did that and she practised oh, nice. for ages and ages and ages and then got told on the day of shooting mm. that she was going to throw it over her shoulder and extra would catch it and then they'd just throw a ball in or use CGI or whatever. Oh, she was yeah, really yeah. annoyed. She said, well, I've been practising this shot all week. I've been at home practising backwards three throws mm-hmm. in preparation for it. She, she she learned how to play basketball. <laughs> she, like Because the scene called for her like beat like, bounce yeah, yeah. the ball and, like, go around somebody. She said, I've been practicing this shot all week. And the direct's like, well, we can't stand here all fucking day waiting for you to get this shot because mm-hmm. we've got all the stuff to film. And she said, okay, give me, like, six attempts. Yeah, yeah. And if I do it, you leave it in. And if you go and watch the shot, like, it's on YouTube, you'll mm-hmm. see that um, the framing of the basket is you don't see the ball for its entire arc because um, their plan was, if she failed, keep that same shot. She throws it, someone catches it, or it goes off set and they just CGI the ball going through the hoop. Yeah, yeah. And Sigourney Weaver got it, I think, on her third attempt. Oh, wow. And the problem was, though, that she stayed in character as stone-cold badass Ellen Ripley, mm-hmm. but Ron Perlman broke character and went, holy shit, and said holy shit out loud. They had to, <laughs> cut, the sh- they had to cut the shot early, because they wanted to leave that in, because obviously Ellen Ripley... Like, Sigourney Weaver did the shot, mm. but um, Ron Perlman ruined it by breaking character. Oh. So the shot ends really abruptly. And if you watch it, because they had to to get the entire thing in, they do get the start of Ron Perlman about to break character. So you see him just on the cusp of making his holy shit face, and they <laughs> smash cut to another shot. Oh, and it's obviously, God it's that like man. that extra sitting up. They had to leave that ink, it's the only shot they had. Yeah, yeah. And Sigourney Wee was apparently super annoyed that they didn't move the camera back for it because then everyone assumed it was CGI or yeah, fake yeah. or trickery. And she's like, no, I did it for real. She's like, God fucking damn it. It's like she well, actually did it for shit. real. She practiced for so long to get it just right. And I rightfully was annoyed when they told her.
0: Yeah, oh god, yeah, I'd be so fucking annoyed. If so I'd sat there and you... like learn that
1: shit. God damn. It's like the one with Ewan McGregor, isn't it, when he was told to stop making the lightsaber noises by George Lucas. <laughs> and has been Obi Wan we not even talked about that. That happened the other day. Marvel's oh, well, it, like, like, like 15 new TV shows, including, like, you know, Single Female Lawyer.
0: Oh, God, yeah,
1: She Hulk. Single and you know what? Female Lawyer. Hulk Moon sex. Night. Moon Goddamn Night. You must have seen the picture that's floating around then. So, yeah, Disney announced a load. Also, we need to read some Crow about that as well. Uh, we talked about the Spider Man thing last week. Spider Man is officially out of the MCU. Also, um, I think, is it Stanley's. Um daughter? They asked her for comment and she said, Well, I don't think anyone could have treated my dad's legacy worse than Disney did. I'm glad Spider-Man doesn't belong to them, so yeah, fuck Disney, I guess. Also, but those new Disney shows look great. I mean I
0: like, you know, I don't know I don't remember what we said on the last podcast.
1: We just talked about like um it's a shame that Spider Man's leaving the MCU. It is it? It a shame, happen.
0: but I think it's also a shame that Disney decided to just be greedy. When they have the you amount know, of money they do, so that, that all
1: that all came out after the fact. Yeah, they were being huge dicks, and, and I think I we like did touch on that. I believe something. So. Okay, but something I do want to mention though is when Stanley's daughter saying, "No one could have treated my dad's legacy worse than Disney did." Do you remember Why? the first the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie? Apparently, uh, she just yeah. said something like cameos aren't enough, and they like ignored him or something like that. But do you remember the first Sam Raimi movie? Yeah. Stanley was promised, I believe, ten percent of the. Uh, I think it's the net gross. There's a specific thing yeah. where, um uh, the 10% of the profits, but thanks to Hollywood accounting, that movie apparently never made a profit. So Stan Lee made no money from it, despite the fact he lost oh, $700 yeah. million dollars at the box office. And he very loudly and very audibly complained about that fact. So, like, I invented Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I am in the film. I, In return for my cameo and my blessing for this film, they promised me 10% of the profits, this film didn't make a profit, despite the fact it made seven hundred fucking million dollars. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, Sony made that decision. So yeah, fair enough. If anyone like, I don't think Stanley's got a really fucking rough deal his last few years. Yeah, yeah. All the stories that came out that, like, back, it was heartbreaking to hear. Like the only thing apparently he looked forward to was doing his cameos. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he was still wanting to do when he was on his deathbed. He was talking about doing more. Yeah. And they were yeah. gonna, like fly him out to do more because he loved him that much. And it turns out like his caretaker or some shit. I think it was his daughter as well trying to steal all his fucking money or something. So maybe she's um, not the best judge of character. I heard
0: part. like it was his caretaker trying to steal his money. I don't oh, know who the caretaker yeah, some, what was
1: but... someone was trying to steal all his money and they were like signing his document. do you ever see the thing about his Twitter? Yeah. Where they hijacked his Twitter and started shit talking like mm-hmm. a, a journalist who was trying to uncover the story. Yeah, yeah. And it's just this whole thing of like this man who just brought so much joy, and all he wanted to do was just be in these movies. And, the like, worst like, thing like, to and me hang out with Spider Man was when
0: um, Stanley like unfortunately passed away. It was the way that like obviously the internet like had a big reaction to it, and yeah, then pouring. a lot of um, like politicians and stuff. Well, like, you shouldn't be worried about this guy that makes like a fucking comic book for kids, and it's like, or you should be worried about the fact that a guy died that brought joy to like millions and fucking millions of people on the planet and gave it's people like... a route of escapism.
1: Yeah, you're, you're celebrating the life of a man and as well. It's like I say, it's, it's more worse like when you heard all the stuff. Like he was like ninety odd years old and he couldn't mm-hmm. his eyes had gone and he couldn't read. Yeah. And he didn't want to go due to like his caretaker was forcing him to go to like um conventions where he didn't want to go mm-hmm. and charging for autographs, which he didn't want to do, and then taking the money. Yeah. And the only things he looked like I said was the cameos. And they said like even the I think like two days before he died, he was talking about doing the next one. Mm hmm. And then obviously he died it's like super sad. And again, we've gotten to the depressing topic. Fuck's um, sake. Did you hear? How are we doing this. In terms of <laughs> signings, though. Um, apparently, this
0: is just like something off the cuff I heard in a podcast. Um, no Arnold Schwarzenegger is like doing signings at a comic con or something like that. Oh, is that one where got drop kicks in the back? The oh, no, no, off? no. This different one. Um, okay. Apparently, for the Terminator to give you an autograph, it's something ridiculous. like $750. No, that makes sense. Like... No, it doesn't make sense. That does well, not make sense to me. I understand he's that he's like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. fucking Schwarzenegger. He's, he's and he's the Terminator. I would, I don't want to pay money
1: for an autograph, like,
0: let alone no. fucking
1: $750. I hate, the idea. I hate the idea. But a lot of the times, if you're not paying for the autograph, you're paying for the meet and greet. So what you're paying for, really, is five minutes alone with Arnold Schwarzenegger. But it won't be five and minutes, it'll be like ten seconds. Even then, his time is fucking valuable, and people will pay it. It's like... Um, I think, uh, in Sheffield, here they had like an evening with Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. and for an extra 500 pounds, you got a meet and greet. And again, that seems like a rip off to Well, this is like one of the most famous men on the planet. His time is very, if you bumped into him in the street, you probably would stop and say hello and stop for a photo. But yeah, it's a yeah, specific of course. event where he has a specific amount of time where he is allowed to be here, and then he has to go to the next one. No, I understand he's, that, he's but his time I mean, is at a premium, so
0: I understand. I, that don't, point, but when I don't think anyone's time is that premium. I think, I see that as more just a, oh, like, you know him as the Terminator, and he's been famous for a long time, and we are just going to take advantage of you. That's all I see it as.
1: Yeah. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's got enough money, but I understand, like, someone at that level of celebrity where he's, his time is not his own.
0: I understand needing to charge for, like, their, their autograph. Because if he didn't, he would because... be there all
1: day, and he wouldn't be able to leave, and people would yeah, be disappointed. Exactly. What um, I get annoyed at is when people who aren't at that level try to act like they are. Because there's oh, a great yeah. image that I, um, I'm not sure if you better look at it, but you know, John Cusack, John Cusack, you know, the actor. Yeah, um, yeah. He's been, a few, he's been in a few movies, has he? Uh, yeah. He was doing an appearance at some convention somewhere. And it, his convention, like his booth, Joey he sits. He's not there, yeah. but it shows him where he sits. And next to that was Chewbacca Mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, On John Cusack's thing, it's just meet and greet. Like, walk up, say hello, take a photo, he sign something. Like, John Cusack just turned up because he was there promoting a movie. Yeah, yeah. Chewbacca Mums is $20 for an autograph.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, this is the picture. I don't, like, I'll track it now, but it's like, yeah. So, Chewbacca Mum is like, I will charge, I think my time is worth more than John fucking Cusack, like this famous Hollywood actor <laughs> who's got shit to do. And he's here, p- presumably to promote a movie, and he's just going to sit there and talk to fans because yeah. he's got the time to do it. And then Chewbacca was like, no, you pay me 20 fucking dollars. Oh god. And it's just like the juxtaposition. Yeah, I'm using that word again, it's great. If you both, <laughs> the juxtaposition of Chewbacca Mum, internet viral sensation who's going to be forgotten about in six months. Yeah. To um famous actor from Hollywood. However, been, like, you know, had a steady career for like 20, 30 years. When
0: you look at the um the the reasonable side of things, that's probably Chewbacca Mum going. I have a limited amount of time to cash in on this shit. I want to cash in on it. John Cusack has got a career made for him that, like, you know, I say he's been acting for a long time. You know, he's probably got a lot of films ahead of him still. He's still got potential to make a lot of money over a large amount of time.
1: It's just when you see those two things next to each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think uh, the whole YouTuber's charging for it, I fucking hate that. Oh, yeah. I've been asked to sign a few things. I don't really get it because my signature's terrible. But, like, People ask me to sign stuff, and I'm getting business cards printed, and um, my plan is like to send them out to people, mm-hmm. Like I think, um, just send a bunch out, and I think I've got a load of t-shirts from um, old videos yeah. that no longer fit, and we're going like, to try and send those out at the same time, like try and do a giveaway for free. Yeah, but Carl, but,
0: think about it. You could be like, oh, Carl Smallwood has worn this t-shirt. Let's charge
1: $500 or I, could do have the, it. or I could do the thing, and this is the one I I think this is worse than charging, where they say retweet for a chance to win. And you know, the only reason they're fucking doing it is to get more followers. It's like, oh, oh yeah, so it's like um, it's like the ones where it's saying, Oh, like for this thing that is un- unpopular, retweet for this thing that is popular. I'm trying to remember the name for that every
0: time of the like, YouTuber oh, Mr. Beast. Yeah, Mr. Beast. Who is? Yeah, I knew exactly who you yeah. talk about. I fucking I, I respect remember... the hustle. I but fucking hate his videos. That I hate so it. It's so annoying. It's yeah. just share my videos for a chance to win $10,000. And because so many people want to win that $10,000, he earns like a fucking $100,000 from the video. Yeah. Is that the deal? He people just you gets like 21 million views for share this video and have a chance to win $10,000. Yeah.
1: It's a fair point. It's a good way to do it. Yeah, you've, you've got gotta to respect go the hustle. Like I respect it, but it's very, very And you can see it's a very, how, like, you can see the strings off. The market, like the cynical marketing mind behind it. Oh yeah, so of right. How much money can I afford to throw away mm-hmm. to get this next hit? Same with him. Well, I, I think, think he's the guy as well who just like, fucked up his mate's FIFA house. Perks. Yeah. Any, any it's like, of any he's, yeah, he's the guy who's like ruined his mate's house. Like he put like if, if I remember seeing one of his thumbnails it was like I put ten million Legos in my mate's house. Oh. So yeah, well if sorted that to me, I'd be really pissed off. Yeah. So oh, so you have ruined my day? Thanks. Oh, I think there's a. It's probably not even a specific YouTube. It's probably I think it's a genre at this point, or it was. Hmm. Couples who pranked each other, or friends who pranked each other. Oh yeah, yeah. And it eventually it's got to the point of I'm just going to fuck over my spouse. I'm just going to annoy my spouse. Oh yeah, totally. I'm going to wrap their car in cling film so they can't get to work. And it's like a great call. I'm I'm going to monetize just annoying someone who cares. There's ones with
0: like friends where it's like, oh. I'm going to pull a prank. I'm going to punch my friend in the face when he walks around this corner and just knock him the fuck out.
1: It's probably a good thing that those all ended up being fake. Like almost every single one of those ended up being fake. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, totally. But then there's other people that, that see it and go, oh, the same. Oh, I'm going to punch my friend in the face. So, what was the guy who pretended to get kidnapped? Oh, that, was sure,
0: I don't don't know that was
1: the famous one. That was the one where it all came out is um, if people are almost every prank channel is faked. Mm hmm. Almost every single one, because some of the stuff they do is fucking illegal. Yeah. And there's no way to get away with it. And they're like, you, you can't film people without their consent or knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And if you go out and you're doing like, um, I think just for laughs, it's my favorite one. It's a big Canadian company. They get every single person who appears in that to sign a waiver mm-hmm. for a, an appearance fee, and they have to do a lot of clearing if they're wearing like branding on their clothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They film dozens and dozens and dozens of reactions and pranks, and they get like three. Reactions because it's like they're the three that are good on the three and the, the people who signed and agreed to let them do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chuckle YouTuber is going to go to the effort of clearing that or getting no, people no. to sign a waiver, so they just fake it. Mm-hmm. And the one that does it, I forget the name of the YouTuber, but he pretended to get kidnapped and then pretended to get shot in Holy front shit. of his friend. Yeah, he pretended to get shot as a prank. The Lucas is the ultimate prank, pretending to die. Oh my god. And the video obviously people were like, What the fuck? You can't do this. This is emotionally traumatized. And this is like you have ruinously traumatized your friend. Oh yeah, totally. So They've they and they come out, oh, it's all fake. And then every YouTube prank channel also comes out, Oh, it's all fake. It's a social experiment. Mm-hmm. And that's where that meme came from. Oh right. Okay. Is excuseful. It's a social experiment to see if people would believe it. It's so, like no. You're just doing outrageous things for clicks, and like this is so dangerous because you're going to get people thinking it's real and then mm-hmm. doing the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's always yeah. where like the dangerous things come in. If you watch any videos,
1: don't try this at home. And it's of course people are fucking doing this at home. I think it sets a dangerous precedent as well. Like the, you said, the FIFA pack opening thing, mm-hmm. where it's people are going to go out there and try and do that. Like it's you're encouraging people to waste their money on this exploitative microtransaction bullshit. Oh yeah,
0: you're you're encouraging people to go and spend like $1,000 on fucking FIFA to then make a video in
1: hopes that they'll get as many views as someone else. Yeah, but those prank videos, man, they used to get really bad. I think the one that, uh, a, a guy, again, I don't know the guy's name, but he was, uh, I think he's like an Arab guy. Mm. and His whole shtick was he would go around pretending to be a terrorist. Oh my god! Like he'd go, he, he said, like he'd go onto a plane and loudly count in Arabic down from ten, or oh he'd like throw, he throw his, throw his backpack into a bus station and run away. And again, they all ended up being fake. Mm-hmm. But th- if that's the level you're getting to, where this is what I'm going to do, yeah, this is yeah. the like. If someone, like, if someone, like if someone gets inspired by that and tries it, they're going to get shot. Oh yeah, totally. Someone is going to get. Someone is going to call the police. If they see a guy like, like throwing a backpack into a bus station yeah. and running away while screaming like bar No, it's why like, you
0: you see like a lot of extremist people push their views on social media and stuff because they hope that they'll inspire people to do the same thing.
1: Yeah. Oh man uh, and I think the one we can end on this one again. Let's let's just end this with a nice round of sexual assault. I think this this oh, might be Sam Pepper. Do you remember? I think it is because he was the guy who did the videos of making out with random girls. Oh, you, do, you, do you remember this? No, oh, he was a YouTuber and his whole thing was making out with random girls. Like, and his video would be he walks up to a random girl in the street and says, Do you want to make out with me? or he'd like chat to them. Oh, and right, yeah, yeah, and people would watch it like, Oh my god, I can't believe he's doing this. And it mm. turns out he was just paying, like, he was getting people on Craigslist saying, Make like $200 or whatever. Oh, yeah. Pretend to be a stranger in the street, I'll come up and kiss you, mm-hmm. film with my YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. And that was his thing, and he was literally monetizing like sexual harassment. Oh, God. It, and this is like three, four years ago. And I think I might his, have like, his, heard about that, but yeah. That was his entire channel. I think oh, it was that guy. Like, I'm going to Google him now. This is, if the story is as I'm remembering it, it's got an amazing ending. Let's have a look. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's a British YouTube personality video prankster. Oh, he went on Big Brother as well. Oh fuck me! Yeah, he did pranks, 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 pranks. There he is. He faced controversy. This is what he did, yeah, because he went and did the fake hand ass pinch prank, where wow. he went up to people with a fake hand and pretend and pinch their ass with his fake hand. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's not the guy who did the uh, the kissing girls thing. But I mean, had... I don't think that's <laughs> no, no. Joe, <but laughs> you know he is better. though. He is the guy who did the killing best friend prank. So maybe I'm thinking of another guy. Let's Google yeah, that probably. as well. Let's find out. you know what, Let's get a fact straight. So uh, um, kissing girls in public prank. This is the level of my research, folks. Yeah, making girls laugh for kisses. There it is. Who did this? Oh, my God. It's like fucking... It's some dickhead. It's like FK symbol. It's all fake. Doesn't matter. Like, that's a different guy. So Sam Pepper, he's the guy. And what he did is he walked up behind girls and had a fake hand, which pinched their ass. Yeah, yeah. And then he pretended to do it. And then when they said, what the fuck, he um, pulled out and said it was a fake hand. He's like, oh, oh, no, you right. can't, like you, oh, no, you can't. It's not me actually like sexually assaulting you. It's the fake hand. Even though he's still walking up behind them and slapping their ass. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Say, if I walk he's up, still if I, traumatizing these women. <laughs> and if I walk up behind a woman and I slap her ass with a book, or a riding crop. That's still sexual harassment. And <laughs> oh, the best. Soon after the video was published, many, video, many women said they'd been sexually harassed or raped by him. Oh, wow. And it turns out that he'd been using his YouTube fame and career to just sexually assault women. And he deleted all the videos on his channel and came back. Oh. Uh... Yeah. He's still making videos. He went on Big Brother. What the fuck? Yeah. He's doing all right. He's still making videos now. He's all right. He's 30. Well,
0: as we found out from uh, many a YouTuber, if you just say, I'm sorry,
1: then everything will be okay. So, yeah, he's the guy who did the, um, like, killing best friend prank. And do you know what he did after everyone's like, you fucking idiot, you can't do that? He made a GoFundMe saying he would delete his channel if he raised 1.5 million dollars. With the campaign was shortly removed along with the accompanying video that was posted on his YouTube channel. So, what
0: an the all guys, what round, fuck is wrong with people?
1: An all-round piece of shit. All-round lovely not, guy, but, Carl. But, I should say, he's not the guy who did the kissing girls thing. That, that was, was a different some, dickhead. That, that was some other piece of shit on YouTube. It's yep. very hard to keep track. I'm very sorry.
0: There are many of them.
1: There are many, many, many of them. Ah oh, man. Do you know what's annoying me? He says total views, 59 million. I'm pretty sure my channel's got that many. Oh, God. But he's got 2.2 million subscribers, so I think he's got less videos, but everyone's got, like, 4 million views. Yeah. Whereas yeah. we've got, like, 400 videos that have got, like, 200,000 views. Oh, God.
0: You know what, Carl? Just, like, quit the Fat Fiend game. Start going sexually do... harassing women on the street Just instead. Be Just be a be an I absolute go... asshole and you get followers, guys. I'm gonna
1: say, do you know what I got... um. Uh criticized that recently like some guy sent me a random email saying oh come to my if you come to where i live in the uk i will buy you drinks and take you out for a meal oh yeah i did see that And i posted on twitter saying this is highly inappropriate please don't do this you might think you know me but i am a stranger Mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable to get these kind of messages from people yeah and i had a bunch of people saying oh why are you being mean why are you shaming the guy I, i blocked out his name I was just letting people know, like, this is not an appropriate thing to do. Yeah, you weren't calling Don't out a person
0: this. because you were blocking off his name and everything. Yeah, like, I'm
1: calling out a behavior and saying, this is not okay. And I got a load of people giving me shit, saying, you should just go for the drink. And I think one guy said, you need to broaden your horizons and stop being so stuck up.
0: Uh, and I was well, thinking think in my head... I think you need to, like, not go into the proverbial fucking van where the guy is inviting you in with candy.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, if I accepted that, I would get the exact same criticism be now I'm taking advantage of a fan. And you're as well... A, you, yeah, you're, you're taking take, advantage only, of a fan's generosity.
0: Not only are you taking advantage of your fans, but then that would be a, oh, well, I did it for one guy, so not
1: I've every got, yeah, single I person to, expects yeah. me to like come out That's and That's the problem. Him. It's because, if, oh, you did it for this one thing. And it's one of the reasons that I've never done requests for the channel. Because the yeah. moment I do it for one person... I opened the floodgates and every subsequent person said, we well, did it for this guy. Yeah. And you, and you cannot make a thing. It's a catch-22. It's like, you're fucked if you do, you're fucked if you don't. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, I, on principle, I don't accept like free stuff from people. Like People have offered to send me stuff, but I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Because, and then I get, and then they say, well, you're being stuck up. Like that guy said, or why would you not do it? Or Are you, do you think I'm going to be weird about it? So it's weird, I think. And it's there's no right answer to it and I don't really know what to do in that scenario <laughs> because it's like um, I've had someone offer me like, they met me in a nightclub and they offered me a drink I said I'm, I'm really okay and they yeah. got annoyed about it it's like what do you want my drink or something it's like if I'd accepted it you'd be like someone out there a bit pissed off that I was taking advantage of taking this drink off you mm-hmm. and, but, but by turning you down I'm annoying the person or I would annoy someone else by saying do you think you're better than them or like, oh no, yeah yeah totally there's no right answers to in this scenario it's like if i'd have turned up and like some random and the thing is i think if i was younger i probably would have said yes for the laugh mm-hmm. but i'm like 28 years old now and <laughs> i don't know this guy and if he ended up being like an 18 year old lad mm-hmm. or something like that and i'd rock up a nearly 30 year old man expecting to get free stuff from this person i look, like such a end. oh yeah totally and that's what I'm so highly aware of. And when I just point out this is very inappropriate behavior, please don't do this. As you said, uh, though,
0: like, would you message a person like on any any platform that you don't know and just go, "Oh, come to mine, and I'll buy you drinks"? It,
1: it does happen.
0: Well, like, I I, back- I saw like someone referred to like, oh yeah, but like online dating. That's the thing. That is a platform where you're both putting yourself out to meet people. <laughs> Yeah, and you like, both have the exact same amount of information. Yeah.
1: Also, as well, with online dating, you have the exact same information about one another. You both know each other's name. Yeah, and what yeah. Like. With this guy, I have no fucking clue who he is. But mm. he presumably knows a lot about me. Because he knows I like alcohol. Yeah. So he clearly has watched one or two of my videos. And I think there's just an inherent power imbalance there. And I'm very mindful of the fact I do not want to ever be seen... Taking advantage of that because it's—I oh, yeah, totally. think that's worse. I would rather people think I'm an arsehole mm-hmm. or that I'm being stuck up than I would than taking advantage of people because it's that it's like, we just said like that Sam Pepper dude—he was—he was in the exact—he was using his position and influence and to you see with women
0: so many times. It's like, the story oh, that always I, comes um, out, like not I think it's like obviously stems from when you look at any anyone successful, but you know, obviously nowadays like YouTubers are seen as like modern fucking celebrities. And it is I'm abusing my power to try and make somebody do something they're uncomfortable with.
1: Who was the whole Jared thing, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Pro Jared. Like he did the exact same thing. He's in the same position. He's like it's they're extreme examples of it, but I would rather be seen as standoffish. Yeah. Than to have been like to abuse the position that I'm in. Because Mm -hmm. it just and it makes me seem like an arsehole when I tell people like, "Oh, Carl, can I make a suggestion, or do you want a free drink?" And I say no. But the alternative yeah. is because it's the moment; it's a slippery slope. So once you take one, you can justify it to yourself. Or it's like um, people offering you a bribe or something like that. Oh yeah, totally. Once, once you can justify, once you can justify a little bit to yourself, it's only a shot. It's only a matter of time until you start justifying all the rest. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I am just very mindful of the fact that. Any at um, any level of um, um, exploitation in that regard mm. is unacceptable, and that's the best way to be. And take the rough with the smooth off. It makes me seem standoffish and a bit of a dickhead. But the alternative would be um, people thinking that I'm taking Well, that the the alternative would
0: do. be you completely abusing your situation.
1: Which I could. That's you could, you totally could I've because had, you see had how had, many fucking YouTubers do. Yeah, and I've had it pointed out to me um, that I could, if I, I could go out, I could get a Patreon, I could whack up the margin on all the merch, mm-hmm. I could start going to conventions and charging for autographs, I could do like paid giveaways, I could do streams where I spend nothing but beg for money, like do nothing but beg for money for half the time, yeah. I could get a sponsor in every single video, I could take all that money from all the people, I could like. Like do the thing that all YouTubers do when they're at that level and pretend that I might like hurt in for money. Mm-hmm. I could say that I'm always on the verge of getting my channel deleted, so they feel like they're invested in my success and they have to buy stuff, they have to donate money, they have to go on Patreon. I could charge people to like follow me on like people do like private Twitters and Snapchat. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And I would be seen as taking advantage or being like more. Uh, I, people would see that as more acceptable than turning off the comments. <laughs> Turning off the comments is a bigger crime to people, it's a bigger slap in the face for the people who think consider themselves to be fans yeah, yeah. than if I did all of that because that is seen as the standard, and mm-hmm. I in my head I see that as being a slap in the face of fans. I see that as being taken being exploitative or um disrespectful of your audience. And well, when that was pointed out to me, I'd have said, I'm a fucking idiot, aren't I? I am so stupid <laughs> that I don't do any of that stuff because I could and I'd make so much money. Oh, yeah, you would. And it's real we've talked about it before, haven't we, about how much money I throw away. Yeah. Because I refuse to do that because I see the moment that I um, uh, falter or stumble, the mm-hmm. next person who comes in can use that thing of, we well, did it for this person. So yeah, I did yeah. do an advert for that person. And I didn't agree with their stuff fully and I don't agree with yours either, but yeah. Okay, it's really um,
0: funny that we like earlier we we're talking about how much you know you like to be stingy with money and stuff, and now you're talking about how technically you could make so much more.
1: It's because I've got enough. Yeah, I make enough, and I know that in a couple of years' time I won't be making this much money. I'm trying to save as much as I can, but yeah, I know yeah, obviously. That when I go back, if I go back to work in a bar, I'll be happy. Because that's the life, the way I live and the things that I enjoy. <laughs> very, I'm a very simple man with very, of, of, of uh, <laughs> meagre means. Yeah. And I don't mind. And as well, I'd rather look back and have a body work I'm proud of. Because I don't know how, like, um, I could not do it. I don't know how YouTubers, they can have a Patreon where they make like 20, 30 grand a month. Take yeah. people. And then have the cheek or the nerve to like act like that being hard done by, by I the think cheap, that's the worst mean?
0: thing for me like I don't mind if people want to like diversify how they earn money so they do, and stuff yeah. but it's money. when they sit there and go I need more well, money well on Patreon because I'm only earning like 50 grand a month well, and I'm, I'm struggling for rent and shit it's like no you're not you're really not
1: or even just the refusal to acknowledge that much yeah. they Mm-hmm. I am quite open about the channel's analytics. Again, this is something that I do that I don't think any other YouTuber really does. Like, every couple of weeks, I will just post, like, here are the analytics for this month. Here's oh, yeah, Here's how yeah, many views yeah, totally. we've got. Here's how much Here's like, the highest earning video. Here's how much money we've made so far. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm paying my editors. Here's where the money is going. And to my knowledge, I don't see any of you being that open or transparent. Oh,
0: no, totally not. But turning off the comments, Lucas, why would I do that? But, Carl... I'll uh, why would I do I'll keep that? my analytics private for now. Because <laughs> all it'll say is zero dollars.
1: <laughs> zero dollars. I try, and I just see that as that's how it should be. You should be open. Yeah. You should try and be open with your audience. They should be. They're, they're giving me their time. That's the most valuable thing you can have. It's the only thing you can't get any more of. Yeah. You know, you can always make more money. You can never get more, your time back. Mm-hmm. And I'm very like, appreciative of that. Fact. And that's why I don't. I get so annoyed when people try and give me stuff. Because I don't. Don't. You don't need to buy me a drink. You don't need to follow me on. Or you don't need to. Give me money on Patreon. I would be like, however, don't though, Carl, if a corporation
0: comes to you and goes, Would yeah. you like Monster for life? Hell yeah. Yeah, and that's take what I do. It.
1: That's why I say I'll, I draw the line that when people give me, because you're a person, you've got a job, spend it on yourself, or if you feel that you want, you've got too much or enough, go give it to someone who needs it. Mm-hmm. I'm a dickhead on YouTube, does not need your money. and But at the I don't feel bad taking it from a giant company. No. Which is why I am happy to take as much money as I can from YouTube. And I'm happy that if a giant company comes up and they agree to my terms, as stupid as they are, like Brew did. Oh, yeah, totally. I'll, I'll take their money because they're a giant fucking company and they can afford it. I you mean,
0: don't think Brew are, but you know, Brew they, do have the money to pay for these podcasts at least.
1: They are financed by a huge um, investment company. Yeah. 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 I, I researched them. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I found that was like a... a they they uh,
0: themselves are not a big company, but they are funded but, by a big company. And the stuff. company
1: behind them, yes is a giant, big investment. I think Jared Cushion's got something to do with it. So, Ugh. I haven't researched it that much. Maybe. I just know there's a big investment firm that helped them give yeah. the capital, I think. There I'm, is. I'm sure right now there's going to be an edit from Bruce saying this is not the case. Kyle like, <laughs> make a shit up. <laughs> we don't know what you're on about. Maybe, maybe it's something else, raised it, but I'm pretty sure they had like, the capital put forward back like a big we, old... We, we cannot confirm any of this. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Yeah. Oh, man. I love how if you go on our Patreon, it just says we earn enough money, go away. <laughs> and I still get people giving me a I open it up again I don't want I don't want your fucking money and then people say I'm being like I'm being a dick for saying I don't want fans to send me money I mean to be fair it's, like, it's a very weird situation to be in it is Telling, like, I sit I just here talk, and
0: I will like I will openly acknowledge it. I do have a Patreon. just for any listeners that are thinking I'm being a hypocrite but Ghost currently, thing. as I said, I earn zero dollars and zero pence from my YouTube
1: channel, and yeah, and I don't, so I don't feel like I deserve that money. So yeah, Do you know what this is—it's all good back to the comedian thing of comedians yeah. always feeling they're not good enough. Yeah. And I don't think I deserve the success I have, which is why I'm very, very hesitant to take full advantage of it. <laughs> and that's why I'm very thankful. It's like yeah. um, it's like I'm not a good-looking dude. When I sleep with a girl, I say thank you because you know what—that's the best game. <laughs> Always say thank you because I'm appreciative of the fact that you didn't have to do this. I didn't. You did this, it anyway. This, yeah, you did it anyway and I'd thank you so much. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what my YouTube success is. It's a really hot girl who's like said she'll sleep with me and I don't understand why she is or why she still hangs around with me or thinks I'm cool. All Carl can gonna, do is just keep saying thank you. All I can do is say thank you and enjoy the ride while it lasts, which is what I see YouTube as. I'll enjoy Very the rough. ride while it lasts. I don't understand why. I don't understand why YouTube shy, like took a, a shine to me because I'm an idiot and I've got no redeeming qualities. But as long as it's happening, I'll I'll, I'll roll with it. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll apologize every step of the way. But I'll try my best. Oh, <laughs> isn't, that okay. weird, isn't, that a, isn't that such an apt analogy? <laughs> success is like the success. As I see, is a really hot woman who just decided she's going to. you know see, like, I when you see a guy with a really hot girlfriend. Mm. And you ask him, like, how do you get her? And he goes, I don't fucking know. But well, I'm gonna try <laughs> my damnest to keep hold of her. He's like, That's what it is. Yeah. And that's probably why the um the girl stays with them. Because yeah, they realise that. Because the, they would the like man,
0: appreciate it.
1: Yeah. The man realizes, Yeah, I have I'm fucking lucky to have this person in my life, and I'm gonna try my best to keep hold of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm like with YouTube, where I'm immeasurably lucky to have the success that I have, which is why I will never take it for granted. And yeah, I've yeah. told you, haven't I? The moment you see me acting like an ass, or um, acting differently from how you knew me, in oh, I was going to gonna like, say because
0: me. you always acted like an ass, but in a way that I appreciated.
1: Yeah, it's, I am. I think the way I, it, I am, uh, morally, of I have morals and I stick to them to an infuriating degree.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm an arsehole,
1: but I'm not a hypocritical asshole. You stick you, to I, your morals. Yes. Yeah, I am. Uh, what's the word now? For someone who's like got a really strict code. Oh, I the word. There's no, a I'm word for it, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And I don't. And I don't know what it is, and it's going to annoy me now. And remember, as
0: it? soon as we get off this podcast, Pr-
1: principled, principled. Oh yeah, yeah, I am principled to a uh, morally principled to an infuriating degree. Mm-hmm. Because I absolutely refuse to deviate in any way whatsoever. As you have seen, I've told people. My family and my friends, if they ever see me, like, you no, know, go back on all the things that I've said. If I, like, suddenly start taking money from companies that I don't think yeah, yeah. It, or I start to change the quality of videos for a reason that isn't I want to improve the quality or I want to do because it it's what I feel is uh, the best of my creative output and I'm doing mm-hmm. it for money instead of enjoyment, Yeah, tell yeah. me and sit me down because that is the time I need to stop. Mm-hmm. I said the, uh, that's why my uh, answer to it is when you start when you're gonna start doing YouTube when it stops being fun. Yeah, yeah. The moment I stop enjoying it and start doing it for the money, that's when I go and I bow out and I go do something else. Fair enough. I would I would hate to get to the point where I see YouTube as a job that I don't like. Because that's why I ended up quitting my bar job all those years ago and went. To yeah, bar. yeah. I was earning more money working in a bar on tips and stuff, but I realised I would rather go and write and enjoy what I do and earn less. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's why I'd be the same way. Mm. I'd go back. I'd go back to writing if I ever stopped like, enjoying YouTube. Like these conversations, Lucas, they're so fun. <laughs> <laughs> as depressing as they get.
0: As as weirdly up and down wait. as this podcast has been. Well, that's that's been like fun.
1: that's me. That's me. <laughs> At least you can say I'm not faking any of this. It's like it would be very difficult to fake a personality this strange. Oh I'll yeah. Say that for free. But no, is there anything you'd like to plug, Mr. Lucas, before we head off?
0: I mean, as always, I would like to plug a my little YouTube channel Legend so of you should, pl- you should
1: be plucking your fucking Patreon on back sides of it right?
0: I mean I should be But you
1: should be don't you have like one Patreon who gives you five dollars I have one and you've never met him you have no idea who it is no this but is that, true, I mean right? that's
0: Patreon like, but, that's me, but,
1: you, but isn't he the guy who comments on all your videos yeah and you don't know who this man is no he just randomly started watching your videos and decided no this one this is the guy you know what
0: I need more of that one person yeah
1: that, but isn't that so strange isn't that yeah. lovely
0: no, it is, but I've I'm very of
1: appreciative of the
0: fact. And as I said, I, yeah, I would be even more appreciative if I could find more of those people. Yeah,
1: I've had a few people um, over the years who I've recognized as like followers and stuff. Mm-hmm. People who've like basically been constantly, constantly... like. If you see the same Twitter handle in your mentions a lot, you'll start to recognize it. Or when yeah, I get on Twitch, yeah. I see the same names over and over and over again. And you start to recognize them. Some people say, oh, i followed your work since cracked. It's like, fucking hell. You've basically seen me grow up from like an eighteen-year-old, like ten, a decade of my life. It's very weird. But you probably know so much about me, and I know nothing.
0: If I find like a voice online that I I find interesting or I agree with, um, I I follow a lot of uh, games media and stuff. I will like follow that person rather than follow that site. I like to follow writers. And, and like content creators rather than websites because
1: yeah. well, people follow people follow people don't
0: they? yeah web, websites can you know change staff over and over and over and their voices change and the the viewpoints start to differ and stuff whereas like if you obviously follow a person that you know your views like fall in line with or you can trust their opinion or whatever that's like a lot more valuable
1: to me what's well, the top gear thing um like top gear as a show on paper should not be an interesting thing. It was the personalities well, was the, the, that were on it. Yeah, the three people that made it work. And that's the thing; it's like they, they could have been presenting a show about anything, or the Ghostbusters problem, mm-hmm. Or the Ghostbusters thing, where Ghostbusters as a film, a concept on its own, isn't that interesting? Yeah, well, it is an interesting concept, but it's not. That's not the point of the film. It's the four personalities and the comedians in the film interacting with one another. Exactly. Yeah. That's what drives it. It could. They could have been in a film about anything, mm-hmm. and you'd have watched it because it's just those four men interacting with one another. You know what? We'll call, hopefully.
0: All conversations are interesting enough to talk about anything.
1: Well, it's been going for like two hours and two, <laughs> nearly three hours now. Yeah, it's a long. Podcast. I went for a I went for a piss forty five minutes ago. All like, oh, right, let's close it off now. We'll close but, up right, this podcast. Let's do that now. I could talk all day, and I have. So we should do it. Because my friend he's back at my flat. Probably wondering where the fuck I am. <laughs> I said I'll be back in an hour. This is three hours later. <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. I hope the sound quality has been a bit better and. Thank you for sticking with just my inane ramblings and the highs and the lows of what we talk about. But that's, it's been interesting. It's all, but it's thank all you fun in it.
0: It is. Yeah. Have a nice day.